Speak Between the Lines podcast. The shit that's uncool to talk about, we make cool to listen to. And we good. We good. Cool. All right. Oh, okay. Brother. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. That's his bell. My trusty bell. Anytime someone makes an eloquent point. He brings the bell. I like that. Yeah. Okay. There you go. See how many bells I can get. <laughs> oh, I'm breaking our yeah, bells today. There you go. There you go. Try <laughs> to break a record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Speak Between the Lines podcast, episode 60. Six? Oh, right. 60. Yeah, yeah 60. 60. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm not jumping the gun. Damn. So, six oh, we, we are here. in the building. Young mm-hmm. Rez. Joined with J-Rock in the building. King Davis for signing in. I think we should retire in the, bin- in the building. What you mean? I don't know. I feel now I'm starting to feel dated. Wait, <laughs> I feel like in the building was like early 2000s, and we're. I mean, it, I don't know. 2019 starting to rush in on me a little bit now. It is almost March. Cause I said it. I just said it, and I was like, I felt funny saying in the building. In the building. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. But you, you, know, you are the oldest of everybody, though. Um, yeah. Ooh, it would so, hit him first. Kind of, so technically, kind of I could get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where the gunshots? We ain't got the gunshots. No, we don't have a sound for it. Oh though. my god. <laughs> Yes, we have a special guest today. Real quick, let's introduce her good friend, Marlissa. Hey guys, the what's going on? How are you? I am good, hanging yeah. in there. I'm glad to finally be here with y'all. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know we kind of had some hiccups to trying to get you in. You know, y'all are busy men. We are. Y'all are busy yeah. men. And my, yeah, my schedule's trash, which is probably 99 <laughs> of the reason it took so long. But thank you for having, or thank you for having. Busy us. sounds well, thank you better. For having me. Yeah. Busy <laughs> sounds better, but your schedule is trash. Yeah, it is. Yes. No worries, mine too. <laughs> hopefully it's gonna get better soon who's yours no yeah i hope so yeah, are you? I hope your job's not listening oh well oh if they are it's cool <laughs> they'll be all right subscribe yeah they'll be all right i do have some some people at the job to listen though and they'll try to like make little remarks mm-hmm. but nobody important listens like nobody damn damn <laughs> yo nobody that, that can fire me listen yeah. Pick the they one can week. send a link to someone who can't yeah. buy. Wait till Thursday. Yeah, have it out for me. <laughs> Wait till Thursday. Also, John Hurt's little podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my little podcast. Your little right. podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one week he ain't bring the gunshots. He wanted to take all the shots. I, I understand. I understand. It's okay. It's cool, man. All right. Damn. Okay, so I guess rolling into wins and losses real quick. Yeah, so sure, I guess we should explain that to you yeah. before we started. All right, so wins and losses, what it is. Um, throughout the last week, we either come with a win, which is something that's good happened to us, mm-hmm. or something bad, okay. which is a loss. So typically, Jared starts. Me? Yeah, yeah you do. So you, you okay. Do a low. Thanks. All right, so this week I have a win for the week, a real win. I'm, just, I'm glad you came with something. Uh, I, oh. I'm glad you came with something, too. <laughs> All right, so. There seems to be a theme of that not happening. Oh, so you uh, need a lot. Okay. I mean, not sometimes. No, what is losses on that side? No, no, a lot of nothing. Like, you don't come with nothing. Nothing happens. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's just neutral. Sometimes sometimes it's a lot of week. A lot of 500 weeks. Yeah. She saved you because we'd be cracking on you when you don't bring nothing. Yo, you like, you got a guest in the house. Hey, I'll take it. We need to have more guests. That's exactly what that means. We need to have more guests here. All right, so my win this week is I actually found a new apartment. I'll be moving to find a new place to stay. Hey, okay. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. You want an apartment hunting? Like HGTV? 
Yeah. Uh, not, it wasn't that serious, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, I actually went around the Richardson, North Dallas area and found a place that I like. It's a small community, mm. gated, and wait, oh, you got you a fancy, gate? Hold on, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. no, 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 hold on, time out, time out, stop. Because he lives in an apartment now with a gate. The gate don't work though. So oh, does the uh, gate? This gate works. works. Uh, this gate actually uh, works. Step up. That's a win. Aha, uh-huh. this, this gate actually win. works. That's a win. And like this place actually has a curfew, so you can't even just be out hanging out all night. Oh, you big oh, baller. Yeah. Like at the pool and stuff? Or like you got to be in your house at a certain time? Yeah, you, <laughs> you got to be in the parking lot? Hey, you know, you can't just be that's sitting a good outside. That's question she just asked. <laughs> no, that's real. <laughs> no, just, you just can't be just sitting outside the apartment. <laughs> oh, boy. Are they restricting your freedom? <laughs> 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 Not the pool. The pool you can there, bro. something else to tell you. The pool you can say all night. This nigga the parole off this home. Is this a halfway house? He's in a halfway house. For legal reasons, I cannot. No, I'm joking. Yo, she's a natural. I like her. It's an apartment or halfway house. Ooh. Find out everybody got ankle wear on it. Hey. They got jewelry on the leg, homeboy. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, dog. Appreciate it. When are you moving? When are you moving? When are you moving? On the 16th. You don't need help, right? <laughs> yo, because yo, that's. I make sure sometimes, man. I like the way you ask that question. That yeah, is like, funny. You, you don't need right. I'm you just making right? sure you're good. Yeah, I'm you're just good, making sure right? you're good. All right, that's, that's cool. funny. Now shout out for moveforfree.com. So I got all that taken care of. Moveforfree.com. Yeah. Shout out to moveforfree.com. Okay, you plug me. They, they, Sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, they pay you for that. They pay you to drop their yeah. name like that. Yeah. All right, well we can take it out post this one. If they're cutting the check, I mean we don't. Nah, not yet. Um. Shit, I think I'm like Jay. I'm trying to think, man. I don't know if I have anything this week. Oh my Sad. god, see, look I don't this have guy. anything this week. Pop shit and apologize. You know, no, I do actually. No, I fell off somebody. I almost fell off somebody's roof yesterday. You were Jesus Christ. You almost, almost fell, off, fell off. Yeah, I almost fell off somebody's roof yesterday. <laughs> Explain. So, did you catch yourself at the last second? Well, well, my foot slipped, and I was kind of like at the top where it kind of bends, and I I caught myself on the roof, mm. like because my foot slipped. Yeah. Like Nathan Drake, like you just. Palm the roof? Well, it's the edge of it. It's like the top. It's the crease at the top. And you so, caught it. Yeah. And held your body weight up. Yeah. Well, I was able to get my grip then, but my foot did slip. Okay. It's a little bit, it's a little bit coming in. Young age. It's a little bit coming okay. in. Yeah. King yeah. So, hey, that's what happened when you're the youngest on the podcast. You still got that young strength. A little bit. I got a little bit. You say what? A word to Wakanda. Hey, man. You don't say it for real. So, okay. yeah, that's my, that's my loss, loss right. win, I guess. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, lost someone. Like I'm it's still good to here. See you, Dad. Appreciate that. All right, <laughs> not in the hospital or anything. It. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, ladies, or do you have a win or a loss? I I have a win. I had a good work good work week. Did you? Yeah, it's been crazy, um, like exhausting. And my whole team went to Mexico. It was great. Oh, Fun event. I didn't have to go, so I actually oh, you got didn't to like. Go? No. No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> because when you travel for work, it's exhausting. It is uh, absolutely yeah. exhausting. So, um, so yeah, I got to rest and like catch up on stuff, and it was just, I was in a really good headspace, which is great because I know the next two weeks are going to be hell. Mm. Um, so it was nice just to catch up on rest and do stuff that um, that I know I'm not going to be able to do for the next two weeks. That's good, man. It's a good win. You gotta get away. You gotta get away from the job sometime, especially when it's so demanding as it looks like your position is. You got a phone with after you. May. I'll be able to chill a little bit until October. So this is like conference season for us. There's a lot going on, a lot mm. of speeches to write, stuff like that. Mm. And then after May, all the executives kind of like mm. have their down season, yeah. which is when I get my down season. Are y'all uh, catching okay. me? It's like, ooh. 
what? What? She is starting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! Is it starting? Hey, I love it. I'm no. looking for sympathy. <laughs> no, 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 no. She, she said, these, these are facts. No, I mean, no, it's this is my it's life. Dope. It's I'm just like, help. I guess everything's perception because it's, it's, it's very subtle. There, there's subtle ways to let you know where someone is. Mm. And there's key words that you use. You were like, okay, so my team. I was like, okay, cool. She got a team. She's over <laughs> she was like, she was like, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go to Mexico. You know, I travel all the time. Oh, okay. So what, she travels. On. I'm like, she travels. Yeah. She travels. <laughs> it is low stuff. It is low stuff. I say when you travel for work, it is exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And I love okay. to travel for myself. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. implies that you travel but outside of work. You know, most of us travel to. That's deductive reasoning. Yes, most of us travel to a cubicle. Yeah. It's little things, you know. Right, like, yeah, yeah, the oh. executives, executive. I'm like, oh, okay, so she reports. Little, little stuff. Little stuff. Like, you kind of caught on, speech. yeah. She's like, oh. Wow. Okay, so okay. Press? So I should tell you what I do. Sorry. No, no, no. It's good. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. You're good. Because obviously, y'all thinking I'm like some big wig. I am a second level manager yeah, stop. at AT&T. <laughs> She's already passed the first level. We don't believe you. <laughs> we don't believe you. I'm not the number one manager. I'm the second level. I'm the second Get it right. Number two. You got to go. And I'm way down on the top. Talk your shit, though. Talk your shit. Say, you got to go through the freaking routing system to get to a human. <laughs> to complain to get to a soup, then get by that soup to get to me. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. There's levels. Uh, it's levels. Yeah. Hey man, talk your like shit, Queen. Talk I got you. Yes. It was a good week. That's good. Y'all check on me though next week. Next week, okay. next week may not be so hot. I might be under my desk <laughs> crying somewhere. <laughs> Y'all check on me. Okay, we got you. Uh, this is gonna be a good episode. All right, so my win uh, was actually uh, my wife. Mrs. Rez turned okay. 30. Dirty 30. Yes. Come on. The 30-30. Welcome to the club. Welcome yeah, to the club. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is everybody over here over 30? We good? I'm yeah. good. Is it safe? 30. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll let her know by way of my friends that there are going to be some things that are going to change mm. in our 30s. Mm. You know, just life. So 30s has a different field in the 20s. Yeah. But we're excited, you know. We're we're going on this new journey. We're getting ready to do our wedding. So it's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. I like it. It's yeah. Good week. Happy, cool, birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mrs. Happy happy birthday. birthday. How was how was wedding planning going? I got I got keep up on you. Mm. Oh yeah, good question. So wedding planning is going much better um, because I decided to tag in, and um, that's a mistake that I think sometimes we probably make because for women like this is the day that that y'all have dreamed of. Men, not so much. I don't know if we dream about getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes we take a back seat to the planning mm-hmm. and all of that. And once I actually engaged and got involved in like, hey, okay, cool. Well, this is our day versus your day. Yeah. And hey, we're making decisions together. It just started going a lot smoother. It mm-hmm. probably takes some pressure off of her too. A I, lot. Yeah. I watched a friend of mine um, plan her wedding. And she was stressed the entire time, but her fiance or now husband just didn't really help. Mm. Like it was, it was stressful for her. So shout out to you. And that's yeah. that's kind of sad though, because like you know, it's, it's your party. It's too. your day, and you're stressed out the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then you'll be stressed out on the day. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah, you got to worry about people yeah. showing up, make sure everything go according to plan, all that type of stuff. And it, it, it never does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can't literally like you can you can practice as much as you want to. Something's gonna go wrong. Yeah, 
like so much. I ain't gonna say so much stuff, but there were some things that went wrong. It's like we just practiced this yesterday. How y'all messed that up already? Like, what are y'all doing? Mm. But good It'll for you, good bro. Day. It will be a good day. When's the wedding? Wedding is July twentieth. Yeah, bro. It's coming up. Yeah, it is coming it's up. Good stuff. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna do my part to make sure at least everything. Well, you the your best man, goes. so you should be oh, doing. Best man? Yeah, yeah, you're the best you. man. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to come, come up. Best man. I'm trying to come up in the game. I'm trying. <laughs> hey, you are there. There's <laughs> <laughs> other men under you. <laughs> you are the number two guy. Yeah, no. Pause. It's like four of the guys. Pause. 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 So you gotta get through the earth shit, and then you gotta get the wedding coordinator. It's and then, yeah, it's level. It's level. Then you get to me. I got you. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even going. It's, it's, oh, it's levels, man. man. It's levels, man. For real. I'm not going to do it. what you call a callback. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice enough. Ooh, all right, man. Y'all ready to roll on the tweet between the lines? Professional podcasting. All right, go ahead. Yeah. You want to say something? No, we're professional podcasting. Callbacks. Yeah, we That's are. a technique. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Speaking, of, we need to. we need to... We need to test out that calling feature. Like, for real, we need to call oh, somebody. yeah, yeah. So, for those that are listening, um, we'll edit this out if it doesn't work. But there should <laughs> be a potential for call-ins for our listeners to actually engage with us back and forth. Well, call, like, should well, we maybe, have call? No, 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 no. We're going to call we'll y'all. Call out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Is it yeah. yeah, nah. No, no. We're going to call yeah, out. Nah, we're going to call out to y'all. Yeah, yeah. We call somebody random. Got to screen some. Who up? Actually, everybody should be up. Everybody should. I got somebody. Everybody should be at church. See what she up to? (laughs) Hey, man. You say everybody should be at church? No, no, no. It's still early. No, it's late now. Some people go for the early service. service. Well, Uh, I went to the early service. Yeah. But, I mean. Nice. I'm proud of you. You know what? I like her. She gives me a lot of sympathy. Was, I like it. I like it. I like it. Because I didn't go to church. I'm going to tell you that. I didn't either. I was yeah, right I in that bed. So was I. Well, I can't take full credit. My wife kind of initiated that. Because had it been my choice, exactly. because we're so recording early, mm-hmm. I was going to stay asleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. But, you know, she was like. Trying to use a big word, initiated. Do you want to go to church? <laughs> Do you want to go to church some morning? And I'm, you know, when you feel guilty, like you turn, you say no, but you're, you're saying say no, no to, to the Lord. God. So you you're gonna to, say no to the Lord. He's trying to ignore you. That's also a technique. That's also a technique. Just ignore. Check in the good, leave out the bad. Yeah, that's a success tactic. Yeah, I used to do bedside Baptist man, but I can't. See, I find myself like being on Facebook and all that stuff when you're trying to watch mm-hmm. yeah. church on TV, so I can't do that. Bedside Baptist is good as long as you don't read the comment sections because that's annoying. Like when I read the comments, I've done it. The comment section. Yeah, so like, oh, so yeah. like a, uh, they'll do like Facebook Live at church, right? And then oh, okay. somebody sing all a song. Right. And then in the comment section, they'll be like, hey, or they'll put praise hands. And, and that's all you see is like a whole bunch of praise hands. I'm like, <laughs> like pay oh, attention. Maybe you should praise in your house instead of on the keyboard. Like, you know, like, but, hey, man, you better say that, Pastor. Or they have these captioned, filtered words that they say every two minutes. Like, mm-hmm. you better tell it. Mm. Oh, that's heat. That's fire. Like, they won't make it seem like they're yeah. there. I'm like, yeah. I'm not They there. gotta get their praise on, too. Get praise on in your house. They but do. it didn't happen if it... But the question is, are they actually saying it? Ah, uh, yeah, that's it? true. That's true, too. It didn't happen if it's not on Facebook. Oh. Bars. Damn, you got too early. You got one. two within the first 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she is still with us. She said she's a second level manager for a reason. Yeah, I know, She's right? getting this bill. Oh, <laughs> oh. That is that's hilarious. That's not going away. No, nah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, this show ain't. That might right, be with lines, man.
between the lines, man. All right, so we got two tweets. Uh, one comes from Uncle underscore Luke on Instagram. He says, if Uncle you're Luke. Yeah, Uncle Luke. Yeah, this guy. So he says, if your significant other has a spending habit that is throwing off your finances, do you cut them off? How would you handle that? Especially, let's say, the spending is throwing off your track, um, I guess, to get the house that you always wanted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anybody got thoughts on that? Um, my, my wife doesn't have a, a terrible spending habit, so I'm fortunate. So I have nothing to say to that. That's your boy at the door? Spoiled? <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> you know what? I got him. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, cried. <laughs> like, full on <laughs> cried. Come on, man. I want to make sure everybody heard it. Uh huh. Come on, man. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, spoiled. That, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what is, is accurate. Oh, 100%. <laughs> All right. So to the best of your abilities, you have to cut them off or you're always you always be struggling. Mm-hmm. I think the key is to get a joint account and have a give have let her have a separate account for spending, but just have it budgeted in. So let's say she has an extra 500 that she can do whatever she wants, but we're still paying all the bills and we have a set amount that we're saving. So it's because it's impossible to stop a behavior just because if that person's always done it. So I think the only thing you can do is control it. You know, just give them a smaller amount to spend. It's like, okay, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, like I said, $300, $500 or whatever, uh, however much extra money mm-hmm. that you're willing to give her to, to actually to just delay the goal instead of just letting her spend wherever she wants and never meet it. Mm, so, so you're going to tell me the money I work for, I go to work for every day. And all that stuff, you're going to tell me what to spend or how to spend my own money? Mm. No, I'm saying, dude, we're going to spend less of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you still can spend it. <laughs> you're just not going to spend the entire paycheck. So how does that, how does that conversation go? Mm. I'm curious now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really want to hear this. Too. <laughs> I'm, the married guys want to know. What the single guy has to say about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, like, I think the simplest thing is, you know, we both want, you know, we both want to move into the house. So, we're both going to have to sacrifice. I'm not saying that you had to stop spending, you know, completely. Mm. But let's just go ahead and bring it in a little bit so that way we can get to where we want to go. Hmm. <laughs> you think she's buying? <laughs> like, you buying that? Are you buying are you- No. No. Not at all. Um, you made a really good point in that. If they've always been like that, they're mm-hmm. going to be like that. Yeah. So I think as someone who is single, not married, not in a relationship. Fellas, um, <laughs> fellas, fellas, fellas. Um, when you're you dating someone, that's like the interview process, right? Because like you're looking for a lifelong partner, somebody yeah. you can go through life with. And so what I've learned through my relationships is chances are behavior is not going to change. Um, I grew up poor. <laughs> I'm not going back to being poor, period, mm. right? And so when I date someone, I do watch their spending habits. I do watch, number one, their hustle. Are you willing to go make all that money you want to spend? Yeah. If not, mm. I don't really want to fool with Bars. you. Big facts. Bars. And number two, like, <clears throat> if you just know how to handle what you have. So there's a lot of people that are like, oh, if I make more money, everything would be cool. But, but chances are... If you make more, you're going to spend more. Exactly. And so I think, you know, I want to find someone who has the same idea about the type of lifestyle they want to live. Like, I'm very comfortable in my lifestyle now. So regardless of how much more money I make, if I go back to making less money, chances are I'll stay in the exact same type of lifestyle that I have. Like, I don't need to spend any more to be happy. Um, And so, yeah, I would would cut the person off. Like, I, I can't lie. I've ended two relationships 
because of people's spending habits. Mm. Because I found out that, number one, they didn't have the same hustle and drive that I did. And number two, they had a different idea of like what priorities were for their finances. So for me, I'm big on security and making sure like I have something in the bank, right? Something saved up. So I don't have to work my whole life. God, I don't want to do this forever. Um, I want to be able to chill and like, Mm -hmm. you know, fly to Paris when I get good and ready. (laughs) And be able to do what I want to do. And so, you know, I try to make the right decisions right now. So I don't, I think I own a pair of Jordans, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's no need to own more than one in my opinion, but I own a house too. Right. So like investments, making sure that, you know, I make good decisions with my finances. Honestly, Cut them off. That's my. Cut them off. <laughs> that's me yeah. because if they are like that now, they are chant like I'd say eighty nine point three five percent that they are going to be the same way <laughs> yeah. five years down the line. They're so, going to have the same spending habits. So are you saying cut them off? Like let's just say you're in a marriage. You saying like cut them off? Kind and of that's like, right I'll, I'll save it because that's where I was going. See, that's different. So y'all have a different situation that you are already married and committed to someone. Yeah. For mm-hmm. me, when you're dating someone and they are your significant other not your wife or your husband mm. still gives you the opportunity to walk away right. yeah. that's what i'm saying now i don't know what to do when you're married like y'all gotta <laughs> <laughs> that's a different it's levels yeah <laughs> yeah okay that's interesting yeah so hmm. let, me, let me ask you this uh from the from the interview with the day in process if everything else is there everything else is perfect but the finance is the only issue would you leave or would you try to yeah. Try to fix it. So, so I think if everything else is there, and it kind of reminds me of my grandmother and grandfather. Um, my my grandfather was terrible with money, but he hustled right hard. And so, my they had an agreement that my grandmother handled all the finances. My grandfather would literally bring his check home <laughs> every Smart. week mm-hmm. and give it to my grandmother. And she obviously gave him the freedom to have his spending money and everything, but. He knew that that was her strong suit, and right. he trusted her mm-hmm. to handle that. And honestly, my grandmother made a beautiful life for our family because she had the freedom to do that. So if my spouse was willing to say, okay, I'm going to let that be your thing, and I'm going to trust you to take care of that for us, I'd probably stick around. But if they were the type of person who didn't want me in their business, and that that was a big thing for my last relationship. Like A lot of stuff came out about how much he did not handle as far as his finances. Mm, gotcha. And didn't want my help. And I was like, all right, well, not only are you bad with money, but you're not even willing to learn about it mm. and learn how to use it as a tool to get what you want in life. So there's really no point in us continuing down this path. Damn, okay. that's a good Shout point. Shout out to grandpa. Because most men that's won't do that. Oh, yeah. My that, granddad that's big was, time. Yeah, that's big time. He was very secure in, yeah. Yeah, in his wife's abilities. That's what's up. Hey, yeah, that's what's up. Hmm. You got any thoughts on it? From the from the married perspective, uh, well, like I said, my main, I mean, oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, my, right. that my yeah, my wife, she's not really a huge spender. Um, like we had the goal of we didn't want to have to pay for like long term on our marriage, so like we made sure that our marriage was paid for at the wedding day, and like even now mm. when we want to do stuff like as far as travel and all that stuff, like we make sure. Like the, the thing about I guess my wife, in a sense, is that she wants to. When she spends money, she wants to do it on travel. Like she's not really. Bruh. He is. Not... <laughs> <laughs> we got you. We got you with the list. <laughs> and walked away. You yeah. two. Uh, he, he was like, yeah, I got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, I got the list. I'm good now. Spoiled. Yeah, but no, nah, I mean, she, yeah, she's not. She's I'm not sorry. big on spending, so it's like. 
I mean, we spend when we spend money, it's, it's really on travel. That's pretty much it. Other than that, she's not really, you know, really materialistic or anything like that. So she's not a big spender. I'm fortunate, like I said. What about you? You like to spend? Mm, not really. Good follow question. Um, I don't spend a lot, but like I'll buy stuff I really want, mm-hmm. but it's it's rare. Like treat I think, yourself. yeah, I treat myself. You got to. You can't just spend everything on bills and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, nah. See, I'm I'm okay. Well, it's a, it's a lot of um, different ways to attack this. So my first thing was significant others because I was like, okay, well, when you say significant other, it's a different set of rules if you're single and you're dating versus married. So we kind of attacked yeah, that was the a good single uh, aspect of mm-hmm. it. But I will say this. Um, I remember before I was married, I would test my significant other financially. I, I would test their financial mm. aptitude. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, How? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what is? So it would be simple, like on on um on a date. You know, you have certain behaviors because when you when you date somebody, depending on where you go or what you're doing, you're setting a, a template or a standard that you have to meet. So where a lot of people mess up is their first date. They go super super big mm. and large, and they're setting up this template that people are going to mm. stay at that level. And then when you start regressing. It's a problem. So uh, my yeah. first date was literally, and I'm not a template on this, but this is just our story, bro. Don't you, do you got to know when they say no. When they say no, me that too. Means yeah. No, yeah. Me too. Hey, you gonna get us killed on this podcast? Everybody can't see this, obviously. I mean, he got me right. My dog, right my here. dog is jumping on our guest's lap and is trying to get some. Trying love. to bust a move, right? He's trying to bust a move. He like, I'm talking about significant others. I'm trying to get cozy. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Like she rubbing my hair. Like, okay. <laughs> Affection. Mixed signals. But um <laughs> and you told me no. <laughs> you don't want to go that far. Uh, yeah. First yeah, base. We yeah, just yeah, oh, yeah, I'm just mad, man. Like you gotta slow it down, bro. You already diving in for the kids. You gotta chill. Always be closing. <laughs> yeah, man. But um no, no, so like on our first date, like, you know, it was low key, like it was just communication. Cause you gotta find out if you know somebody. A lot of people hide the first date mm-hmm. doing something big and they don't communicate at all. Yeah. So you don't even know if you like the person, you just attracted to the person. Uh, but what I did with my wife, I remember, um, I guess it's your comfort level, because some people don't feel comfortable talking about money. But um, she, she, um, I gave her a book. That's what it was. I gave her a book. Which, you gave your wife a book? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was a short book. It was like, it wasn't no, like, but I remember we were driving to Oklahoma and the book was called Making My First 10 Million. And it's like, I think 15 pages long. It's like a 10 minute read. And that was a test. Knock that out. I gave her the book and I just said, hey, you know what? I saw this. I thought it was dope. I want to see what you think about it. And she read it. And so then we started chopping it up on finances. And because of that book, that was the gateway to get her to open up on her finances. And so we started budgeting uh, and I showed her my budget. I was like, hey, this is how I budget. And she was like, okay, well, this is how I budget. We kind of fine-tuned it, and then we started getting into a behavior of like, oh, we need to save more money. Mm-hmm. And that, we weren't, we weren't like, we were dating, but we weren't like locked in like, oh, this is going to be my wife. That was just kind of like a good thing that you should probably do for anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's how it worked. Um, but to his point, if the, if the significant other has a spending problem, um, I know Dave Ramsey always talks about how you got to get the buy-in from the other person Mm -hmm. and usually that comes with um 
it's hard because you can't change your behavior. You, I've heard you have to replace it with something mm-hmm. else. So like maybe it's a situation where, well, every time they go shopping, uh, they spend X amount of dollars. They have to put back a certain set of money so that they start subliminally learning the habit of like, you don't spend everything you make. So maybe it's that behavior. Like, okay, cool. You can go to the mall today, but you have to put back 20% of everything that you just spent. Mm-hmm. Mm. And slowly over time, that starts to work itself out. But you also got to get in, buy in. Like, does she even want the house? Because he mentioned a house. Yeah. Is that the house she wants? Everybody got to be on the same page. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah are, y'all, are y'all even on the same page with that? I think it's important too. So like, I learned about money from my grandmother. Mm. Um, and one thing that she used to teach me was, Obviously, you never spend everything that you have. So anytime I would go out, friends or whatever, like I had to bring some money home. Like mm-hmm. that was always her rule is that if I gave you $20, you need to bring five of it home. Mm. And so that just kind of put in me, I think even as a small child, the idea of always having something set to the side, right? right? If you make $1,000, then spend 700 of it, right? Put, right? put three of it away. And so I think, you know, everybody's here in their, in their 30s, right? Like we're starting to settle down and have kids and things like that. I think as a community, as a culture, we also need to be instilling that in our children too. Most right. definitely. Like putting those habits into them at a young age so that when they do get to the point where they are dating, like we start seeing a difference in how they think about money and how they use it as a tool. Um, my nieces and nephews, I'm the same way with them. If I send them money, I'm like, look, I want to see your budget, <laughs> right? Like I want to yeah. see if you spent it on lunch or you went to the store, you bought some shoes, whatever. Let me make sure that you know where your money is going. Yeah. Um, and then also the idea of working. So like my nieces and nephews, they don't get nothing from me for free. Like Christmas mm. and birthdays. That's the only time <laughs> y'all get real. something that you don't necessarily do. Right. Yeah. right. But other than that, I need to see grades. I need to see that book report. I need to see that solo you played or something so that we can start instilling the habit too of what you did to earn it. Action and reaction, right? right. For every action, there's a reaction. So you want something, you have to do something to go get that thing. Right. That's yeah. big. That's I love big. That. I, like I love it too. that. Yeah, I love that. One thing you can do, you can um you can also approach it for from another side, like kind of show a division. I know one thing that, you know, I was kind of telling my my wife, because she's big on saving, mm-hmm. but I kind of tried to switch her mind frame to saving still, but trying to pay off her student loan debt. Or any debt that she mm-hmm. has, whether it's her car or anything like that. And then, you know, you can do that by paying the picture. Like, okay, you're saving this much now. When you pay this off, then see how much you'll be able to save. Mm-hmm. And right. so when she starts breaking down, like she paid off one thing. And then when that next month comes, and she doesn't have a bill for it. And she sees how much money she actually has when she tries to pay something it's off. It's incredible. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like, damn, well, shit, okay then. So yep. try that too. Like try, try from a different avenue, a different avenue. Like try... It's another approach by like, okay, well, let's pay this off and see how much money we have. Increase and, the cash flow. Yeah, increase the cash flow. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the biggest secret that we as in society, at least middle class uh, society, um, we don't really focus on is the ability to give ourselves a raise by eliminating the debt. Yes. Your personal income is the fastest way to wealth possible. That's but it. we too busy giving our money. I appreciate that. <laughs> right. She gonna be our, our new our bell ringer. I think I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna handle the bell. I'm glad. Go. I'm glad there I got go. some help on it. These niggas. <laughs> I don't. I don't the touch the bell. Is the bell. Over here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No. No. But usually there's not a chair in between it, so you know, hey, if you hit the bell sometimes. But the bell will be like behind me. I don't want to have to reach for the joint. I got you. Like, I mean, back here. You know, and then I got the soundboard too. Yeah, that's that's yeah. pre-production stuff. We can just move the bell. We can talk about it. Anyway, but no, but that that's real talk. Ave, like, I think 
and I don't know where Luke's coming from just because, you know, it's like, well, what do you want to do in that situation? Like, I guess, is there ever a situation where you think it's cool to cut it off? Like, as far as you're in the relationship? Because I don't think he's coming from a perspective like, hey, I'm just dating. It sounds like... No, no, yeah, I, yeah, he's married. Okay, yeah, so mm-hmm. if, it, if it's coming from a standpoint that, yeah. of... Well, yeah, no worries. But if it's coming from a standpoint of like, you can't get rid of the person, well, I mean, you can. You could, 56%. Might be more expensive Divorce rate, yeah. True. Then we gave a recipe last week. What was that? On how to efficiently do it. Oh, did I, did I do that? Oh, never mind. I'm tripping. Yeah, I'm what are you talking about? I'm thinking about somebody else I was talking to. I'm tripping. <laughs> My bad. Okay. What do you want to enlighten us on the conversation? I mean, yeah, I mean, nah. professional podcasting. Like, no, I'm, I'm good. Y'all come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> uh, no, I'm tripping. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm tripping. All right, so no, just you know, keep up a good persona with the person. That way they don't come after you. And, uh, you know, just stay in friends with the person. Oh, that was me. On a podcast. I think I said that. Is that where you got it from? Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Just roll with it. Just roll with it. It was just me. Well, I'm not going to put them out there. Just roll with it. okay. Yeah. I'll also give them out. Okay. All right. That's oh, it wasn't me? Oh, I was trying to cover you. Go ahead. Do you? I'll um, put you back in there. All right. Move on. Well, I hope we answered this question. We got another one. Shout out to Robert. Um he had, I guess he wanted us, us thought, our thoughts on something. He said, love y'all show and shout out to Speak Between the Lines. My question is, how do you get over a close family or friend's passing? Any tips would be much appreciated. Man, that one's hard. So uh, for me, I just move, try to move forward. Um, okay. How so? I'll just, you know, try to keep on living your life. Because like when my grandparents pass, and that's the only family member I haven't had any close friends pass, but just you know try to keep on moving. Like with my grandfather, like um, the day he passed, we went uh, went to go see him because he, uh, he was battling cancer. Mm. And on his bed, I say, I, you know, I promise you, I'm gonna do everything I can. I can be a man, become a man that you can be proud of. So for him, it's just honoring that last thing I said to him always trying to keep on burying myself so I don't have any regrets. And um, like with me, I, I've never had any regrets with my family. So I don't have anything I look back to. I, I wish I could have done something different because with most people who I know who struggle with that is mm. they they've done something or something was said that they wish they could have taken back or they didn't have time to fix a argument or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you have the chance, you know what, even if it's a difficult conversation, have the conversation. So that way everybody can have a clear conscience. And then you'd like to say, just keep on living every day. That, that's all you really can do. Yeah. Mm, that's good, bro. I had a close friend of mine pass not so long ago. I think I touched on it on this podcast yeah. a little bit and he was like my boy, in in uh, middle school and high school, and when I found out he that he passed away from a uh, a drug overdose, like yeah, it, it took me off guard. And it was like I remember I was speaking at his funeral, and you know it was sad. And I was just like, you know what what gets you through is all the memories, all the good memories that you, you know you can hold on to. That's why that, that I mean that's what keeps that person there, even though they're gone. 
you know, their body's gone, you know, you always have that energy, that positive energy um, that you guys built together still in you. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I would say, Um, you know, just to be 100. I mean, you have to you have to give yourself one time to grieve. You know, I mean, that's not a situation where you can try to be tough and, you know, try to hold in your emotions, all that stuff. That's not that's not a case where you should do that. So. You know, definitely give your, yourself time to grieve and then just remember that, you know, even though this person's gone physically out of your life, you know, you guys still have memories that, you know, you hold together. So that's it with that one. I was, Somebody uh, say something. Damn. No, I got deep. Um, <laughs> we should do this one. We should do this one first. Yeah, we probably should do this one first. But, but, <laughs> uh, so I've had three experiences with this. Um, with close people. The first one was my Aunt Sheila, and she passed when I didn't understand what death was because she was the one that taught me how to tie my shoes. Uh, she used to like make me PB&Js and let me watch Nickelodeon in her house, and she had uh, cancer, and I didn't know what that was at the time. And I remember going to her funeral, and it was the first fu- it was the first funeral I ever went to. Yeah, and I didn't know what was going on because she was in the casket, and I just thought, you know, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Like, I think I'm ashamed to say I, I was thinking about like, I just didn't know. I didn't know. I, I think I was thinking about like video games. I think I was like five. Oh yeah, yeah. You didn't, and, you didn't know. You didn't understand. I, that. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about mm-hmm. trying to get home to play a video game, and I remember trying to go to her house the next week mm. because wow. I go there every week, mm-hmm. and that's when they had the conversation with me. Like, hey. You know, this is different. And I remember as a kid that crushed me. Uh, and then I remember when I graduated, the second one was I graduated high school. It was a year we were graduating and my homeboy uh, passed away. Super popular kid uh, at our school, DeMarcus. He passed away. He got hit uh, by a truck mm-hmm. um, crossing the highway uh, because they had a flat tire. And I remember I had to go to his funeral uh, and speak. Um it's one of those things where where you 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 got to take the hit. Um, they said there's a time for everything, like happiness, um, sadness, sorrow, joy, all this other thing. Like life has seasons. Like what Abe said is important. Like you have to grieve. You have to let that go. You have to take that hit and open up. And I saw a comment on there talking about cry if you need to. You need to do that because that emotion just bottling up inside of you is going to explode mm-hmm. um and it exploded on me the last the last one i had was tabitha uh she yeah. passed away two years ago and i i worked with her uh it was weird because we got promoted every promotion i had gotten up to the point that she passed we got promoted at the same time for the same position over and over again and she was having she was having a surgery and the surgery went well, but then there was a blood clot that happened after. And my wife and I actually talked to her maybe like eight hours before she passed. Mm. And the last conversation we had was about how we were going to get out from what we were doing and, you know, work for ourselves and and focus on doing what we wanted to do. And literally eight hours later, she's gone. And I didn't I didn't at, at first. I was so upset that I wouldn't let myself feel anything. And I started exploding on people. Hmm. 
And I had to go back and apologize, make a lot of apologies for that. It, it's just, just take the time, man. Like, I, I, there's no easy way to, there's no easy way to get around that. Like, you, you have to grieve. And my mom, she talked to me um, a couple of days ago, and I, I, my part, I'm just gonna end with this. She said, um, "God, you have to, ha- you have to have that relationship and that rapport and understanding with." God and death and understanding that nothing stops, like nothing stops. The moment you die, you immediately transition over. And she used my grandma as an example because my grandma was blind um, for decades and she actually died on my birthday. I remember being at work on my birthday wow. and getting a phone call that my, my grandma passed away. And, my, and I took that hard. And my mom said, well, you have to think. Grandma was blind, she was suffering, and she transitioned into the next life. And she went from, like she said, could you imagine not being able to see for decades and then all of a sudden being able to see God? Mm. 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 Wow. Like that transition. Right. That's good. Yeah. That was a good one. And, that was and, a good one. And that's, mm. that resonated with me. And I, I think that's what we have to understand as a people is... Death is not the end for us. We all have a journey. We all have a race to run. We all have a mission to complete. In in the time that we have, we have to treat people as best as we can. Because like J-Rock said, you won't have regrets. But when that person transitions, grieve appropriately. You have to let that energy go. But understand that they're in a place where they're going to be able to serve at a higher calling. And that's what I would, that's what I would say on it. Yeah. That's words, bro. Yeah. Man, um, it's funny that you said you have to cry because with my grand my grandmother passed, um, I, I was being strong for the family. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't cry, I wasn't sad. And then like a year later, I was just driving down the street. I literally just burst in. I had to pull over mm-hmm. to the side of the road because it I just had all the emotions from a year. Wow. So yeah, just cause you're fine that day eventually you're gonna have to deal with it yeah mm-hmm. so mm. that was tough that is that's good stuff do you have anything you want to add to it i mean i've i've experienced death you know people close but i also had a pretty good understanding of death at a very young age um growing up in the church the kojic church at that go sure. to a lot of funerals and so, um, so yeah, I, I had an understanding of death at a very young age. And so, um, I think my, so my dad passed away when I was, how old are you when you're in the seventh grade? Like 12 or 13 or something like that. 12, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, the first really close experience with death that I'd had. But then recently my grandfather actually passed away and that was tough because, um, he he and I were very close. Like he picked me up from school every day. Was this like annoying drill sergeant in our family who would like quiz us all <laughs> yeah. on math and vocabulary the whole time on the way home. Um, but my granddad was just a, a very like free spirit, and so him and I connected very well. Right, like when you grow up in a conservative family, to have someone who kind of gets you, mm-hmm. like it makes you very close to them. So me and my granddad were very close, and so I was actually out of the country when I got the call from my sister that he had had a rough night the night before. And my family knows, like, 
they didn't even tell me about what had happened the night before because they know I would have been on a plane yeah, <laughs> going yeah. back to L.A. So they know like what to share with me, what not to. And I guess they decided not to share with me that he had had a rough night. And so um, my grandmother had to make the decision to actually pull the plug. And much mm-hmm. like what your mom said about your grandmother, my grandmother made that decision because my grandfather was an incredibly prideful man. He was not going to be someone who was a convalescent or had to be taken care of, couldn't do for himself. And apparently what had happened to him the night before would mean that he'd have a, um, you know, one of those bags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like his something had happened to his intestine. And the doctors were like, well, he's going to have to have a bag. And my grandmother thought about it and she was like, that man is going to rip that thing out every time he gets a chance. Because that's just yeah. how Pops was. right? Yeah. He, was, he was a very prideful, southern, big... <laughs> big man who was yeah. always about being able to take care of himself and his family. So, um, you know, shout out to AT&T because I was able to connect with my family while they were at the hospital. So I actually got to talk to him as they were taking him off of life support. And like we, I was FaceTiming with him from my hotel. I was in, um, I was in Bulgaria of all places. Wow. And, Damn. Um, went back to my hotel connected to the Wi-Fi, and I was on for about 30 minutes with my sister. Then the doctors came in and started taking him off. And it was really interesting because I'd never seen my grandfather cry in his life. He opened his eyes as they started taking him off, and he had been, like, in and out. So it was kind of interesting. So he he woke up, and as they were taking him off, he was, like, crying. The whole family was in there. I think the only people that weren't was um, my my grandmother. She said she didn't want to see it, and then... (laughs) My uncle Mike, who my uncle Mike and my uncle Junior, both of them were like the crybabies of the family, and my okay. grandmother did not let them go into the room as they were taking him off of life support. She was like, "No, no, y'all stay out here with me." <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Y'all gonna go in there and act a whole yeah, fool? Like y'all stay out here with me?" So, um, you know, and we talked, and I, I continued to talk to him the whole time, and. You know, I didn't, it, it kind of bothered me because I didn't know why he cried. I didn't know if he just wasn't ready or if he was afraid or was happy. Who, who mm-hmm. knew, right? But, um, yeah, like, it was it was hard to watch. But at the same time, I had seen him suffer for so many months. I was just like, okay, he's going to be something way better, right? right? And so, mm. um, so, yeah, even though it was, like, a really close encounter and, like, it's somebody I love, I think... We have to step out of ourselves. And yes, we're going to miss that person. But especially when they've lived a good life. My granddad was 85. Oh, wow. That's a full life. Yeah, I mean, a that's full a full life. life. Full life. Yeah, a full life. And he, I mean, family, food, and freedom. That's Those were the three things that my granddad loved. And he got to live that every day. So, you know, I miss him all the time. But like... Every time I pray, I'm like, hey, God, tell Pops I said what's up. I don't know what he up there doing today, That's but, right. you know, <laughs> tell him I said hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, save me some collard greens because hey. I know he eating all right. of them. Holy <laughs> collard greens. I know he eating every last greens. one of Boy. them up there. The perfect seasoning. And, and, Man, and yeah, for real. Like, I just, you know, I have to believe that because he, he lived such a good life that he is somewhere doing some incredible stuff. Somewhere, right. Right. Yeah. And at some point, him and I will connect again. That's powerful. Yeah. Ooh, that's powerful. That's, that's good stuff. That is powerful. That is powerful. Anybody else got anything on that? No, I don't got nothing nah, else man. for that. <laughs> that's All right. way to bet, end it. That's a bet, man. Robert, man, we send you condolences and love and prayer uh, yes, for whatever sir. you're going through, man. You and your family, dog. We hope you guys get through it, you know, in a strong in a strong way. Hit us up, man. Speak between the lines, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. See, I feel like this is like a moment we need to have like cameo candy plan to kind of break that energy. Yeah, or yeah. some shit. Yeah, we ain't got some boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, hit us up, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Start a conversation with us join a conversation we're already having keep showing us love on ig check out our merch our merch store is popping i think uh bits is- 
that's the hope anyway. Right. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> Bit.ly forward slash SBTR store. You'll find all of our shit. I feel like we need to talk about something funny now. Like, should we like just start cracking on Jesse real quick? Oh, please. To get the jokes out. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Jesse Lyons. <laughs> man, that shit there is crazy, man. You know, he's still claiming his innocence. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yes. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Yeah. He went on the Cast Empire. Hey, y'all, I appreciate the support. I didn't do it. <sighs> Keep on rocking. Wait, wait. Was that yeah. before he went? No, that's before no, he, he went to jail. jail. He built himself no, out. No, this is after, after he built himself out. Oh, no. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. So he spent $100,000. Mm-hmm. In Chicago to bail himself out because it's 10% of his million dollar bond, right? You're right. Okay. Cool. Million dollar bond. Uh, yeah, it was a million dollars? Yeah, his no. bond was a million. I was, I know no, R. that was R. Kelly's. R. Kelly's is, is a. I thought it was the same. I thought they both hit him for a mil. No, nah, he paid they wouldn't, Jesse's wouldn't have been a mil. Oh, no, a million dollars. Let's find out. Somebody fact check that. That judge is out of line if he I, said that. I swear. Yeah, a million dollars. Hold up. Mm-mm. Hold up. I mean, it's it, federal, but that is crazy, though. Jesse Bell. Oh, he didn't do it. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. A million dollars? It was a million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah. So he had to pay 100K. To get out, okay, judge. So, so first off, I'm sitting there yeah, looking at the, I'm that's sitting there looking money. at the judge like, come on, son, that's a lot of money. Like, well, a million dollars. Who is Jesse? Did anybody really know Jesse before four weeks ago? I mean, I knew him from I mean, Empire. Yeah, yeah a lot. Of people. You knew him yeah. by his first yeah. name. He was yeah. on Mighty. He was on yeah. Mighty Ducks too. Really? You just found out. Come on, man. I didn't know him from Mighty Ducks. I didn't either. I knew him from Empire. Yeah, Empire. Yeah. But but we knew him. So you're telling me like if you just saw Jesse on a magazine with no name, I would be like, oh, yeah, would you say that's Jesse from LA? No, I'll say yeah. I'll say Jamal. It's Jamal Lyon. Jamal Lyon. Okay, fair. That's all I'm saying. So for the judge, like, bro, don't try to make, don't try to pimp. Him out to the system to make a cash grab and put his bail at a million dollars. I like, didn't realize it was who a million. Is this That's way too that high. is a lot of money. And I don't think a million is enough for R. Kelly. Mm. Facts. Okay, I definitely agree with yeah. that because R. Kelly definitely has weight. Well, I about say he, mm. he may not have that tour money definitely dried up. On but you see, ass. he can't afford to bail himself out. Yeah, he, he can't yeah, afford the hundred thousand. Yeah. Wait, R. Kelly? He's still? Mm-hmm. I heard he broke, bro. Yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah, broke. He can't bail himself out. Shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first like off, turn, well, we'll talk about. That I know we're gonna talk about yeah. this, but before we even get to it, before I forget, shout out to me too. Shout out to uh, Lifetime. Mute R. Kelly. Shout out to Mute R. Kelly because this nigga didn't last a month after that documentary. Yeah. But you gotta dropped. see. I mean, that, that that's Mute crazy. R. Kelly. That Mute R. Kelly movement been going on for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah since like 2017. Well, I know they banned him out here in Dallas. He tried to come out here and they didn't. They didn't let him play. He's supposed to be at the Cotton Bowl. Uh, Cotton Bowl, I think. Mm, I remember that. And yeah. they they muted his ass. But Cotton Bowl. The yeah. Fair Park, Fair yeah, Park. No, I, that I, theater over there. Yeah, <laughs> the Cotton Bowl. Though? Well, he ain't. Selling, he ain't oh, getting... that's the game. Yeah, that's the stadium. Okay. Yeah, the stadium. He's supposed to perform there. At the con, like what like doing like a grandma TV time? game or something? I don't know what he was doing there, but I know they were on a new because he ain't he ain't in American Airlines Center. He damn no, sure ain't no. in the AT and T stadium. No, he wasn't in Verizon no. Theater. No, he was at the House of Blues, like on coupon. For real, what were we talking about, Jesse? Oh, yeah, Jesse. Okay, Smollett. so the nigga saying he's innocent. He's still claiming his innocence. Yeah. One hundred percent, gay Tupac. The, that I'm sick of my boy. Of that, was, that was that was like way too far. This nigga said, yeah, I'm ever. the gay Tupac. I'm the gay Tupac. Last for me. Okay, take me through this, y'all. What's the end game for him? Well, yeah, 
a race. More pay, sponsorships, yeah. maybe. Um, I mean, I could maybe interviews. Yeah, interviews, places where he gets paid to go say stuff. To, yeah, to spew. Oh things. yeah, yeah. Because if it worked out, then he's everybody's gonna want to hear a story. There you oh go. yeah, he would. Like he's yeah. gonna be the face of you know equality. The, yeah, and diversity. LGBT. Yeah, get abuse. a subway deal. Yeah, but not yeah. if he. Yeah, but yo, wait. Why does subway mm. always get these bad people trying to rebel? Now, now subway, y'all <laughs> oh, need to do better. Yeah, yeah man. Your boy Jerry was wild. Well, too. Everybody who reps subway, some bad. Yeah, your boy Jerry was wilding. Yeah, should have won the Quiznos. Quiz, I was about to say Quiznos, Quiznos would have been the better bet, right, bro. At least yeah. they toast their bread. I was gonna say Shalasky. I'm Team Shalasky. <laughs> man, oh, man, you know what? That's funny. I'm, I want to know what uh, like the LGBT community thinks about this. Cause, I do want to yeah, think about this. Yeah, because you can't use. I mean, you know, we're black, so we you know we give our thoughts. But you know, the LG, like the gay community, that's another another struggle they tried to use to his advantage mm-hmm. that he was lying about. So I want to know like where are their whole thoughts on it. Yeah. Because basically, he tried to double dip. He tried to manipulate both. Yeah, I'm a black now he, gay he man. He wanted everybody. He wanted the political side, the black side, the, the gay the, side. Yeah, the, the MAGA thing. Yeah. Like the, oh and the, and the last thing them fools need is some more is fuel to oh, add man. to the fake news fire. Because you know right. Trump has something to say. Uh, di- didn't he? Yeah. He ain't tweeted about nothing else racist. Nothing. But, but this one, he's yeah. like, what about all uh, the MAGA followers? Yeah, yeah. We just talking about <laughs> lying-ass black man. All this bullshit. Uh, right. Uh, Jesse, I'm I'm disappointed. That's all I'm gonna say. I think there were better ways for you to get a platform. Um, I mean, 65k an episode ain't bad. That's not I'll bad. That's right. That's not bad. Am I getting 65k for this? Ooh. No. Okay. Oh, oh, hey, you you the level two man, the level two manager. <laughs> you don't need that 65k. Like, I just I just feel like there were so many better ways to get your voice heard, and and if it if that was actually what you wanted, I honestly have a feeling that he was in it more so for the money so yeah maybe he did get his voice heard but with that came money with that came power right. with that came a platform yeah where he could you know enhance his own wealth and yeah. so yeah i just i don't believe in pimping other people's struggles specifically black people because i'm one of them right, like, right. we got real problems out here exactly. and we want people to believe us when things actually happen to us so to hear that someone actually took that and took advantage of it it gives people the fuel next time something actually happens to say, well, you know that Jesse was lying anyway, so right. they might all be lying. We we don't need that. Exactly. Like we, we don't need that. I mean, gay people, trans people, they are attacked all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. They do not need people running around making up shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, <right>. Things <laughs> are actually happening out here that we could go fight. We exactly. don't have to stage things. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I'm just incredibly disappointed with him. And I, I just think, you know, as someone who was becoming kind of the face of black gay men, um, he did that community a disadvantage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he set everybody back. Yeah. Everybody back. Yeah. It's like when women lie about being raped and they claim Me Too. I'm like, see, oh. you are disenfranchising the entire Me Too right. movement yeah. by lying because it's already... Hard we enough. Already, yeah, we already have this thing in society that says don't believe women, <laughs> right? Don't believe them when they say somebody touched them the wrong way. And so to know someone was lying and took advantage of that, it just, it actually hurts me for, for the community more than it does for Jesse. Like, if his career is over, well, dude, yeah. you make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's on you. But I worry about the people who will not be believed now right? Who because goes of out your next? action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. help me out on something with that. Because me and Ava was talking about this the other day. Um... Him being arrested, I felt some type of way when I first heard it uh, because I'm like, 
Okay, yeah, the nigga's an idiot. Mm. Because, first of all, nobody's going to Subway <laughs> that late at night. Somebody's damn sure outside, not going to right. Subway in Chicago. In negative in Chicago, 30 degree exactly. weather, in Myrtle Cap in Murder Capital, nonetheless. And there's two random ass niggas that are on the same street as you at that time in the cold. They just happen to have noose and bleach just in case they run into a nigga just like that. Just in case. Just in case they run into a nigga. They knew you were going to Subway. Just in case. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what black people love. Subway. Subway. Yeah. Like, Subway. Like Subway at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just, you want to five a foot long. I get it. So, okay, cool. Tar and feather this nigga on media. Fine. Bastardize his career. Fine. Mm. But don't put the nigga in jail. Why not? Because I feel like. We've seen. Did he cough? I think he coughed. I didn't even know Dawson. Wait, are you talking I didn't about? Know are you talking about like from here on out, or no, you I'm don't saying, think he should have gotten arrested? I just, I don't know. Like, if you press charges for falsifying a police report, when we know we've seen multiple occasions where, and this is kind of sensitive, where women have accused men of rape that didn't do anything. And walked away scot free. Yeah. Well, I think they should be arrested too. I do too. I, but I see what you're saying. Like we should just have it, have it, have it be a standard across if, the board. If if you gonna if yeah. you gonna put him in jail, we need to change all of this stuff. And I'm all for that if we're going to do that. But don't hand select Jussie to make an example out of him because that's that's one of the things uh, one of the things Pastor was talking about today. And I thought about it. It was some real shit. Do you know this week there was a Coast Guard lieutenant who was literally plotting to murder politicians and journalists. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And nobody, that's not headlining the news. And I mean, like, had grenades and like that. It was crazy. Yeah. Look at your boy. Pictures were insane. Yeah, it was a lot. Look at your boy. Yeah. It, he, like, he, he was about up. to start a war. Wow. Okay. Bro, you, he can't was even, like, you can't even hold all that shit in one time. He, so, How was he even going to... And, and apparently Bro, he's no not... He, well, wasn't he was about working, that life. He wasn't working alone. It was a group. So we're talking about the news making an example out of Jesse, but this is some real shit. And nobody's talking about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think, though... <laughs> I'm going to sound a little bit like Steve Harvey's argument, but, but follow me. Um, I do think we have to be more careful yeah. when we get in trouble because facts. Yeah, facts. okay, this lieutenant was about to start a war, but this is his country, right? And so he gets mm. a little more leeway, well, I mean, a lot more leeway. Yeah. When Technically, comes, he kind of sailed in with everybody else. I mean, All right, I, I, I get on. what you're saying, you but, uh-huh. but, White but the systems are set up to yes. protect him. Correct. Right, and so there are a lot of things that I think about before I act because I'm like. Becky could get away with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If I do the same thing, what are going to be the ramifications shit. from my actions? Right. Like, what am I going to lose if I do the same shit that Becky did? And I, it's sad that we have to think like that, but it, we have to. Yeah, like yes. before we do anything, we have to go through several scenarios about how much different are are the consequences going to be for me because That's of real. the way I look. Period. Yeah, you can have. I don't know how many degrees are between us on this couch right here. But that does not matter <laughs> yeah, when right, we right. fuck up, right? right? They don't care. It's like, that's a black one. That's also one. Come on. I'll take both of y'all. Uh, right. Uh-huh. Becky, give her give her community service. Right. She'll be fine. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I just think he also, like, just wasn't thinking. And not only about him, but them two African men that he 
brought into it and what could have happened to them. Yeah. Like you are, you are being incredibly selfish if you actually set this up because you not only drug yourself into it and a whole community, two communities, in fact, but you dragged two very dark skinned black men into it who could have been killed on sight. Like I don't play those games when it like, I am very protective of black men because I've seen what can happen to y'all. Like I've seen the police run up in my grandma's house because they felt like it. Yeah. To take my uncle, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, I don't play the games of, "Oh, he hit me" when nothing happened. Right. I don't play the games of, "Oh, he did" because I know what can happen if the police show up and just feel like it's a day to go to shoot a nigga. <laughs> like, yeah. Period. She, she talking the talk right now. Ooh. Thank you for protecting black men, though. We appreciate you. Right. We need more women we just, like we you. We need more women like you. We need more women like you. Yes. We just oh, asked for the same. Boy, that's <laughs> we just asked for the same. That's all. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And, and rightfully so. But My, go ahead. Because I, I think I think one thing that also bothered me about this whole Smollett thing is that he was like he used stuff that like killed black people like a noose yeah yeah you know what i'm saying yes. like why yeah. would you use the something? disrespect on all levels yeah it's bro. on all levels like you have ancestors that was actually killed by mm-hmm. this thing and you want to sit here and, and use it in your little whole scheme i mean because he, he knew it was a little it was a hot as soon as they saw the rope people are gonna blow up on it so he just used everything that people was gonna be a hot and, button topic. and it didn't work it still didn't work yeah it didn't. Well, the noose thing didn't make sense to me when I found out the attackers were black. Like the whole time, yeah. I was just like, "Well, white folks don't want over here." Right. <laughs> with a noose and then there were like two African. I said, "Well, wait." It would make more sense if you pay white people. Other yeah, she don't even make like, sense. Just don't rope niggas. Like, no, oh. wait. Something is wrong. Man, mm. it is so many. Dog, when you just think about it, so many missteps. Like the nigga, I don't want to hear this drug shit either. Like this, this excuse, like, oh, I was on drugs. Of course, nigga. Yeah. I thought he was because claim you mental came health. up with the idea. You, are you, that, you want me that, to that think you coming. were sober? It's coming. You want nah. me to think you were sober when you came up with that plan? He when, paid them with a check with his name on it. He could have still been sober. But Bro, he, did, I think, did it really say for? No, 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 it didn't no, say it that. It was no, a bad did it check for? Uh, like because one of the guys training is a, part, or is a personal trainer for him. Okay, yeah. 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 Hmm. So they said, oh, no, it's for training. It's like, for working on, out. Man. Okay. Come on, man. Well, and that's another thing that didn't make sense. So you, so if I go to Avery and be like, hey, I really want you to be my personal trainer. Hmm. Avery starts training me. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden has a problem with me being gay. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, we had already... Right created this relationship and had a rapport and now you don't like the fact like right so you yeah. knew I was gay right so yeah. you, you, you didn't see season one of Empire right. when I was kissing all these men <laughs> now it's a problem for you <laughs> right like, it, I don't know I, I'm obviously waiting for all the facts to come out but it just does not feel right it he had way too many facts that didn't matter right um, like when he said he called whoever was at his apartment to ask them what they wanted from Subway it's like who does that? Who, Nobody. Avery, I'm going right. to Subway. Right. I'll be back. Nobody. Hey, Avery, what you want from Subway? I'm gonna, <laughs> right. I'm gonna get your order before I leave. Before the house. you leave, yeah. Like it, I don't, I don't know, and I don't know what kind of um, coat he had on, but I know I wouldn't be walking to Subway in 20 Chicago degree. Man. winter temperatures. Ain't no sandwich that good. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, we act sure, like we live in a world where chunky soup. Yeah, we like we we don't have Uber Eats and and food. Like, there's apps that do this, bro. Yeah. Like, who do you who are you fooling right now? 
And then he went out of his way to, to again, go on that interview because he requested that interview. They didn't oh, call him. Oh, man. Yeah. And he was like, he specifically didn't say what race they were. But he did say, oh, well, I never said they were wearing MAGA hats. Lo and behold, a video leak with them they, they're buying, buying MAGA, hats. MAGA hats. Yeah. Have y'all seen the, the ABC interview since it came out that he was lying? And like how, how like he's just put on this whole show crying and stuff. But and he's everything. an actor. He's an actor. He gets paid to do it. Yeah, it's just, it's, he it's should so have had somebody funnier. write a better story for him now, because that's where it fell apart. Like his, his acting story. wasn't bad. <laughs> it was the plot that was bad. It was just lazy writing. You work in Hollywood. It was just lazy writing. Yeah, you could have got somebody to write this oh story for you. God. Hey, yo, Lee Daniels, follow me real yeah, quick. Yeah, let me. Hey, like, what are you doing, that. Issa? Like, are you busy? I need a little help. Hypothetically, if we wanted to make a black man a martyr for two different communities. How would you write that story? Like that would have been the pitch. He could have easily gotten that done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know, man. It just it's just disrespect. I'm done with I'm done with Jesse. Like regardless at this point, yeah, I, I can't, I can't. I'm sorry, bro. So is there no forgiving him after a while? No, do we, do I think we not it's just forget. Him? Yeah, just forget him. Yeah. I mean, he was never that big of a factor in my I mean, life anyway. And that's the thing. Not my neither. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. really checking for him. Nobody, and that's the thing. Everybody acting like this is such a big deal. It's it's a big deal because of the disrespect. But not because of who he is. He's not that important. He's not that vital where we just like, we can't cancel him. Who the hell was he? Well, they wrote him off the last two episodes. Yeah. yeah. They show quick the quickness. Yeah, I'll let you, bro. With the um, quickness. Terrence bro. Howard is out here uh, defending him. Yeah. We got your back, little bro. Man. Yeah, yeah oh, man. man. We ain't gonna let this <laughs> man. Good, man. So this guy, he does, he does impersonations. Let me hear. Oh, man. Oh, my boy, Jesse Smollett, he ain't really do all this shit that's going on. <laughs> I don't know what the social media people talking about. He was attacked, and we need to support our black actors. <laughs> man, man, man. Man, we don't got too many of them left. What's going on, man, man, man? <laughs> but to, Je- to Jesse's credit, 1.5 mil is something he was making a year, right? Not just for Empire, yeah. What does he do? Oh, well, he like gosh. does. He sings. So yeah, he, he does, does music sometimes. Yeah, he was. He had a concert. Anybody? 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 Well, somebody was there because they they recorded it's, him saying that his doctors cleared him to. No, perform. I heard that. I heard yeah, that. Yeah, so black, the, there were a few folks Tupac there. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the like black Tupac. That's like that came out. People there. All right. Don't, okay. All right, well, fine. One of the forty heard it. Somebody. So he makes one point five million from Empire and like thirty bucks from singing. Right, <laughs> you're not gonna do him like that. Thirty dollars. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, there's expenses. They split it up. He got, he got to pay for the studio time. He got to. Pay, I mean, I get fifteen you know. here. 15. Right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, if he was doing this for money, one point five mil is not a lot to be around the people that he's around. Like he's poor in that circle. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. In in Hollywood, yeah, he yeah. he He's be on broke. the lower end, yeah. absolutely. But bro, that don't excuse. I'm it not, does I'm not, not excuse it. you at all. Like one point five million, I I'm not gonna complain about that. I'm not Man, gonna complain look, about it either. I look, I don't like my salary either, but I'm not asking J Rock and these two niggas to come beat me up <laughs> so right. I get paid more. So that AT and T hey. will give yeah. me more money. Yeah. No, who say they will? We'll, like let what? Me know. So your your goal was to get paid more yeah. by Empire. To get your ass whooped up and down the street. I don't know what he was. Uh, and, and, and then and then the point was the Then some of the wounds are saying were self-inflicted. He's like, I want to make it a point that, that I fought me. back. Yeah. But Bro, that, of course you fought back. Victim. But you, you, were you wrote it win. in. You wrote it in. Like, right. <laughs> you were paid to win. It's like wrestling. <laughs> you wrote in your script that you, you were going to fight back. Of course you, you fought back. You know. You wrote that part. You were supposed to fight back. Yeah, it was right before you put the noose around your neck. 
and, and waited and wore it until the police came. Come yeah, on, bro. degrees outside. I don't know. I'm not gonna keep a noose on my neck. I'm I know that much. Hell no. I don't care how far the are. Adrenaline alone is gonna take the noose off of you. You're not gonna wait for the police to come up to you and, and write a report. What happened? Yeah. Oh, uh, I was attacked. There was a noose. Look. look. Like, look, this yeah, yeah, like we're getting the bleach. <laughs> this is not for fashion. <laughs> Speaking of fashion, who was that that put that damn noose on their outfit after Gucci messed up? Uh, who was it? I forgot. Um, Cancel them niggas too, man. <laughs> I, got, I got a theory. I got a theory on that. Oh, what? Go ahead. What? I, forgot, um, I, forgot. I can't remember. I don't know why I want to say it. Was it Versace? I don't sound right. <gasps> it was another super high end brand. Like, <sighs> yeah. I, I guess they just looked at Gucci and was like, "Bless your little racist hearts. Let me show y'all how to do this." Yeah. Right? Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know racism like we know racism. Second. Yeah. <laughs> Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> you think you know racism? Yeah. Let me right. show you. Things. Yeah. Um, give me that fabric real quick over here. Let me, let me get that real quick. Some fabric, some rope, and I need drink. a pen, paper, and a model. Hold on. <laughs> Ten so, minutes. I saw a tweet that said, um, mm. "It was like I wasn't really mad at Gucci. Um, it was like, but if the dollar store started doing racist oh, shit, I'm yeah. gonna be not pissed." <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes! Oh, shit, we shot shit. on my speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh For shit! Real, straight up, man. Damn! Target, oh, get out god. of line, bitch. We got a problem. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> For real, that's actually a good point though, because right, I, because I, my theory is oh, that god, the, that these fashion houses just don't want black people wearing this stuff, and that is fine. Yeah. We just talked about money and spending habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit ain't for us anyway. No, nah, it's, right. not. it's not. It's yeah, not. All right, black people. Let's let's have a quick conversation, y'all. She brought it up when she said she has one pair of Jordans, right? And I got them on sale. And mm. and I have one pair of Jordans too. And I got it for Christmas. Mm. I think I got one too. Right? We gotta stop spending all this damn money on shit that we really can't afford that ain't priced for us. We just gotta stop. Like when it's priced for you, cool. Like like Ti went on his IG rant rant, and he was so pissed off at Gucci because he spends over a hundred thousand dollars a year in Gucci. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We 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 don't need to be buying that stuff. If, like if if your outfit costs more than your car note, my boy, stop. That's a hell of an outfit. Stop. It is a hell of an outfit. You, you need to you need to <laughs> like head to toe. Like it, some about n- <laughs> hey, listen, it's some niggas that like Jordan's two hundred dollars. 150 mm-hmm. plus tax, right? Mm-hmm. Throw on a jacket, two, three hundred dollars. I mean, you getting pretty close to a car note that quick. Hell yeah. Hey, well, shit, you got your haircut too. Shit, that's like $20, yeah, you, you, $30 you, right there. You better have a fresh You hear me? Shit. Don't come out here being hard right. to get. <laughs> shit. That's real though. We just gotta stop, man. That's yeah, all I'm saying. And there's so many good, like, quality. Because I, cause I understand quality, right? Like, I am one who spends my money on quality things because they last. Like, right. some things right. are an investment. But, like, there is there was no need for me to go to Burberry and buy. A trench coat when I could go to Gap or Banana Republic mm-hmm. and get a coat that's made very well, but three four hundred dollars less. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and so I think so often like <clears throat> we're inundated with being it like brand heavy and like mm-hmm. wearing a, a barcode across our chest, right? And like we just make bad decisions for yeah. ourselves. And I'm like, you could look like you could be a baddie out here. <laughs> In a Target outfit. Uh-huh. And, and people will know the difference. And they don't know the difference as long as you put yourself together away. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm all about being groomed well. 
quality clothes, all of that. But ain't no way I'm going to empty my bank account to go to Gucci and buy something they never made for me in the first place. Exactly. Right. Damn, that's another bell point. You you were kind of on fire a little bit today. Oh, Sorry, you. I was late. I I've stopped counting. <laughs> <laughs> stop counting. We got to bring her back. All right. All right. So what, what else we got? Man, we got... um. You know, we got to get into the Steve Harvey and Monique thing. Oh. Yeah, you know, we've kind of removed from it because, you know, Jesse's been in the news a lot, but mm-hmm. I think Dominated. I think that's a really good point we should touch on. Well, Jesse got what he wanted. Yeah, he got the attention. Yeah, no, yeah, he did. He, he got did. the attention. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah man. So, what are, y'all, what are y'all's thoughts on this whole Steve Harvey, Monique thing? What you got? I just, man. So, I had to watch the interview again today. Ah, Steve and Steve Harvey was just in the wrong man. You, you could tell, like he didn't even—he was using his power and dominance to kind of over talk Monique and mm-hmm. the points that she was trying to get off. And I'm not—I'm not mad at Monique. I know a lot of people were kind of talking down on her because she didn't take the Netflix deal. But I mean, integrity and what Steve Harvey was talking about—you need money over integrity. That shit, nah, it wasn't it. I did have an issue with that. Like the other stuff, I I was understanding. It's like, okay, well, you know, if 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 everything you if if the only thing you know is love, then love sounds a certain way. Okay, I get that. But when we said, well, you can't sacrifice integrity for money, you, you're telling people to sell out, right? Yeah, and that that was my issue with the whole interview. Everything else, I you know, I understand why she didn't take the didn't take the deal because if you feel like you you're worth more. Then you shouldn't settle for less, you know, because everybody else is they're giving the money to. They're saying, okay, well, they have a certain value, so you know, I'm willing to pay you for it. So if you feel like you have the same the same value, then you should get it. And now she's what selling out Vegas. She has a uh, uh, a residency in in, uh, in Vegas for like a month. Mm-hmm. First black comedian female to do it. So she definitely, you know, she she does command a certain paycheck that. That she should be able to get, but I. Mm. My my question to Steve Harvey is why he. I mean, would he have told Colin Kaepernick the same thing? Oh, that would that would have been my question. That's a hell of a question. You know what I mean? Because Disney, he lost his job. I mean, he just got mm-hmm. a settlement. How long has he been at the NFL? Almost three years, three I think. Years. Yeah, it's been a minute, two and a half at least. Yeah. So like, if if he didn't say that when Colin Kaepernick was on this thing, don't say that when you have a black woman here trying to hold up that same integrity because she felt like she's owed more than what they're offering her. Right. That's my whole thing. When I think, I think there's a certain level of embarrassment on his part because they didn't come to her rescue when that whole Netflix thing came about. Like a lot of people apparently behind closed doors were like, Monique, we with you. But out right. in public, no one came to her rescue. And so then there are all of a sudden there's, well, you should have went about it a, a different way. And it's just like, how, how else should I have gone about it? Right. Yeah. If someone is lowballing me to the point where it's disrespectful, like the number they offered her was flat out disrespect. I don't what care what anybody. It was five hundred thousand dollars. When Amy Schumer had just gotten eleven million or something crazy, it was like five hundred thousand. Yeah, 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 it was, it was, it was full special. Oh, that's disrespectful. A yeah. full comedy. Yeah, that's special. disrespectful. It is. It was a slap in the face. And I, I, I had a conversation with. Um, I'm not going to even call him a friend. He's an associate. <laughs> 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 we ain't Shit. that close. Um, but we had a long conversation. <laughs> hey, insert gunshot, boy. <laughs> about. Um, just how often I think people of color and specifically women of color are told to sit down and shut up and be grateful for whatever we get offered, regardless of the value that we bring to the table. 
Mm. Um, like I, I mean, I've had conversations about my salary, right? Mm. Like and negotiating, and I don't ever come in aggressive, but I do want to make sure that my my salary matches other people who don't look like me who mm-hmm. are doing the same level of work. Right. And oftentimes you do find that there's a discrepancy. Like you do find that, oh, well, we gave him a little bit more because blah, blah. There's always some ridiculous excuse, right? And so I think so often we're told to just sit down and be quiet and like just be grateful you have a job, <laughs> right? Oh, just, yeah. just be grateful that somebody even wanted you in the building when we do offer a lot of value and we do help set the culture in this country. And so to be told that like... She should have just went about it a certain way. But then also to have people have my back. I've, I've, I had this experience. I went to SMU for business school. Y'all know this. Hmm. And there was one classmate in particular we found out was incredibly racist after we graduated. He played his cards right when we were in school. Graduated. Of course he did. And he acted an ass after graduation. Like, And there was one day, it was right after, after um, Philando Castillo had gotten killed. And someone else got killed right around that time. I can't remember who the other who the other black man was who got murdered. Was it Mike Brown? Oh no, I nah. thought Mike Brown was a little before Philando Castillo. Yeah. It was somebody else. It's terrible that so many yeah. people are getting killed that we can't even remember. And it was back to back because yeah. it was right before those officers got shot in um right here in, in Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. And so, you know, tensions are high, right? Like tensions are incredibly high. I'm upset. I remember driving home one day and I was like, I, I was just praying, I was like, God, I'm tired. Like, not physically, I'm just exhausted from feeling Mm, like this. Yeah. So this particular classmate of mine got on Facebook, and it was right after the the officers got killed. He hadn't said anything about the two black men being killed. Hmm. Not a thing. All of a sudden, these officers get killed. And yes, I felt for their families, but at the same time, I understood where that young man was coming from Mm -hmm. because he was so hurt that he did the first thing that he could do, and that was go take some lives. I don't agree with it, but I think anyone who has felt that type of rage can at least sympathize with it. So he gets on Facebook, well, Obama, you're not saying anything about these officers that got killed. And I had been putting up with his shit for a while. I hadn't said anything. So finally, I went on and jumped into the comments. I said, well... Today's the day. <laughs> it's going to be me. <laughs> and I just, I read them. I read them from top to bottom for being incredibly biased. But this is where I was really mad. Classmates of mine from SMU who always knew he was racist came into my DMs talking about, I'm so glad you said something. I completely agree with you. You know, somebody needed to put him in his place. And I responded to every one of them. And I was like, y'all should have said something to him before I said anything. But then also, you should have commented in public. Don't send me a private message about how you agree with me. Because that doesn't help him see that people that look like him actually see my point of view. Exactly. I need y'all to be open about it. And that's where I think a lot of comedians, specifically black men, failed Monique. They went to her behind closed doors and said, yep, we got your back. But in public, they left her to like hanging up to dry, period. Mm. They left her out there by herself and made her sound crazy for saying, boycott Netflix. They're not being fair. And then all of a sudden, oh, you should have run about it a different way. Bitch, get, you know what? Steve Harvey been a coon. Um, <laughs> this is just more coonery uh, or coonism, whatever we want to call it right. on his behalf. It's what, just more foolishness. What's well, saying? Evil prevails when good people do nothing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That, I like that. Wow. These <laughs> <laughs> the bell buddies over here. I know, right? <laughs> you had a few bells, though. Bell buddies, you're not. There's something I want to ask you real quick because you mentioned something that kind of caught my ear. You said that, you know, you, you go negotiate your salary. Mm-hmm. So, 
how I guess for people who don't know how to do that or even know that they should do that, mm -hmm. like how do you go about doing something like that? Because you're saying that, well, I want to make sure that the my counterpart I'm making the same as my counterparts, but a lot of people they hide their salary mm -hmm. in corporate America. Mm -hmm. So for that reason. Yeah. So I guess what what do you see or how do you even go about doing that? Yeah, so um I think for me, because I have relationships with <clears throat> people who are mentors in the company, it, it's helpful. Uh, yeah. So for example, when I moved into the new role that I'm in now, I went to a few mentors and was like, hey, here's what they're offering me. What are you seeing for people who work for you at this level, right? Is this about right? Should I ask for more? You know, where is it? And I've had people come back for one role in particular and was like, yeah, you're good. You're actually above the average. Everything's fine. But then mm -hmm. I've had someone come back to me for another role that I was offered and say, Mm, actually, you need to ask for another 3% or another 4% or whatever. And so I think um, having people that you trust to have those conversations with, because you're absolutely right, people will hide their salaries yeah. and not say anything because they know that they're being well taken care of. Mm -hmm. um, but having those conversations with people that you trust, and I know companies don't like people to share their salaries and all of that, but when you don't share, that's when those discrepancies start to come in. So I'm not mm. crazy open about my salary, but if there is say like a a younger person in the company who just needs some help and I've been in the role that they're looking at, I'll have a conversation with them and be like, okay, based on your experience, based on your education, here's about where you should be. Mm. It looks good or you need to go back and ask for a little bit more. Mm. So, so yeah, I think sadly it's all about relationships and I think you should have rapport with enough people to be able to have those conversations. Okay. You know, mm. that kind of brings up another, and we don't have to get into it this episode, but I would love to eventually, I would love your input on this too whenever we do this, if we don't do it today. We need to, we do as a community need to get over this money's taboo talk uh, thing that we have going on where it's just like, Nobody's supposed to know what the other person is making because uh, I read a stupid quote the other day <laughs> that made a lot of sense, though. But, you know, the quote was just literally like, uh, if you don't know where you're going, uh, you're probably going to end up somewhere else. Mm. That was a quote. Yeah. But it makes a lot of sense. And when we're talking about finances, it's like it makes no sense if I'm struggling financially and you're doing well, but I can't gleam knowledge or wisdom from you because it's like well you shouldn't ask me what i make well how are we supposed to get ahead mm -hmm. that, like that makes no sense it's mm -hmm. almost like the system is designed to keep you like hey don't talk about your money like you said so we can actually disperse this unevenly yep. without y'all discussing this and writing on us yep yeah and i think a lot of that comes from when most people ask about money it's not because they're trying to better themselves it's because they want what you have and they don't want to work for it. So it's like, okay, well, I know you get you have X amount of money. You don't need all of it. I now know how much I can ask you for. Versus when people come to you and they're trying to better themselves, like in your situation, you're asking your mentors, it's easier to open up because you know their intent. Yeah. When most people ask about money, it's not to better themselves. And I think you need to know the difference. So like there are yeah, people that I do not talk to about yeah. what I make. Exactly. They don't they have mm -hmm. I mean, they have no idea. Mm -hmm. I could be making seven thousand or seven hundred and they wouldn't know. And there are other people who I may not give a specific number to, but for example, um, she's like a little sister to me. I'm actually gonna see her at brunch. Um, 
she's young. She's 24. You know, it's her first job out of college. Mm -hmm. And so she's dealing with a lot of things that a lot of us deal with when we first come out of school. Debt, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. consumer debt, Mm -hmm. just just little things. And I remember her coming to me and she was like, you know, how'd you get on this path? Right. Like. And I told her, I was like, well, my grandmother, number one, but it also took a lot of trial and error, a lot of learning and reading and studying. And so, you know, I I seriously doubt that Naya knows how much money I make, but she knows that she can come to me to put a a plan in place about, hey, I'm going to pay this credit card off and then I'm going to start working on this and put this away. And and so I think when we start sharing information like that, it... It takes away some of the taboo of telling people how much you make, but it also helps us to share just really good practices that was how well to manage said. what you have. Yeah. Well said. Mm. That's what's up. Y'all hitting, oh. y'all hitting the day. What were we talking about? Monique. Monique. We yeah. saw Bart. That was a good sidebar. That was a good sidebar. So for me, with mm. the Monique situation, honestly, when I first heard about it a year ago, the Netflix deal, I was not team Monique. I wasn't yeah. feeling it. Cause I'm, I, and and here's the reason why. Um, first off, the five hundred thousand—that's disrespectful. That's I, I literally forgot I was that low. Cause I remember we we discussed this last year. Um, that is so disrespectful. Five hundred thousand for Monique—that's disrespectful. Well, so like this, uh, but to ahead. talk about the money before you make that point. Uh, when I first heard about, okay, well, it's, it's still five hundred thousand dollars. It sounds like a lot of money, but yeah. when she did the interview on the Breakfast Club and they broke down, it's like, well, no. In order to do the special, you can't do any other gigs for mm-hmm. a year, yep. right? Yeah. So it's was, like, yeah, that was crazy. Now it's like now it's, now it makes sense why it's disrespectful. Yeah. So yeah. When, when people hear the money, it's like, oh, we're offering five hundred dollars to do uh, our special. People say, okay, well, that's still a lot of money, but when you can't work for a, yeah. mm-hmm. an entire year, yeah. And she made the point that I can make that in a half year just doing regular spot, you know, the spot up checks for mm-hmm. com- for comedy. So that's why the number is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, that too. But it's also disrespectful from the fact that it is a, a a comedian worth her salt to a certain degree. I mean, she has a, an Academy Award. Yeah, but the I Academy mean, but Award isn't for but, comedy. But, I, but that's that. for acting. The, the thing is, the but you, your you price goes up. Academy Award, there you go. The price goes up. Yeah, the Regardless price goes up. Regardless of what you want it for, when you get Preach. that trophy on your mantle, yep. it is a known fact. Everything changes. That your level of respect, mm-hmm. goes, it skyrockets. Yep, that price goes up. The moment Oscar yep. or um, Grammy, yep. the moment you get those two... Yep. But Cardi B right now? Oh, psh, try to get the Cardi uh, feature you right now. Yeah, you can't touch Listen, her. Bro. But I was sitting there like, come on, Monique. Like, first of all, every time we see you, you pissed off. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I can't remember an interview that Monique has done where she was not pissed off. So I'm like, you probably pissed somebody off. Your husband, your boo, is your manager. He probably rubbing people the wrong way. Because the nigga don't look like he really on it like that. It... I wouldn't trust him to handle business per se mm-hmm. without getting emotionally involved because it's his wife and that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe her team's off. So that was my first thought. My second thought was, well, first of all, Monique, you're not that hot. Like, let's keep it funky. Yeah. Like, let, let's, like, what classic special does Monique have? Queens of Comedy, 15 years old. Oh, yeah. Queens count- of Comedy, yeah. Are yeah. we counting Queens of Comedy? Tell me a joke from Queens of Comedy that Monique made. That was her last biggest special that I can remember. No, okay. And, and all of that's fair. But my other thing was, well, tell me about a comedy special that Amy Schumer has that I can... And that was my and, next point. 
that's when I started coming around because Amy Schumer ain't funny. And it bombed. Did you see the special they funny. paid her 11 million for? No, uh, it wasn't good. It bombed. Did it? It bombed. She's not funny. She's not All funny. All she talks yeah. about is her weight and like, I, I guess sex. If she yeah. has it, I'm not really sure. She doesn't really talk like she knows. And that's, that's where my tide started turning because Amy Schumer's movies are trash. Her comedy, yeah, eleven million dollars and five hundred thousand dollars is not like you cannot. Mm-mm. You might as well just punch me in the face. Yeah, not, matter of fact, slap me because a punch would be too respectful. Yeah, and pour bleach like, on me. Yeah, and put a noose around my neck. In negative thirty degree weather. Right. Right. And put a sandwich by your feet. Put a, <laughs> put a sandwich by my feet. Disrespect. Disrespectful, man. But but Steve, I got what he was trying to get to. But it was contradictory because he was trying to say it's not a black thing, it's not a white game, it's, it's a, a money, money game. game. But then you followed it up by contradicting it by saying, well, we as black people can't say certain things, so it is a black game, white game. You can't, you can't have both. What he should have said basically was just that, look, there was a better way to go about it. There was a different way to go about it. And I was with him until I found out more backstory. Did uh, you know... Hmm. That Oprah had Monique's brother who molested Monique on her show. Gosh, I didn't know that. With her mother mm. and her father. And Oprah called Monique and told her, hey, I'm going to have your, your brother on the show. We'd like you to come on. Monique said no. Because that's, that's I'm, not, I'm not going to do a show because I know who he is. But he can go on the show. Oprah didn't say nothing about putting her mom and her father on that show. Mm. Didn't even tell her about it. And so that's where the beef with Monique and Oprah comes into play. Because Monique caught heat because she went on a comedy tour, or she was on stage, I should say, for a comedy show. And she said, Oprah, suck my Mm. Johnson. Yes, yes. She said, if I had one, suck it. What what was Oprah talking to these people about? Yeah, because I didn't know that. They were talking to they were talking to them about um, the rape, the actual molestation of Monique. Oh, and they wanted Monique on the show. For... Yes, go ahead. yes. Yeah, go ahead. What? what? I'm sorry. Mm. If a, a friend, I think they were friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, came to me and was like, "Hey, um, I know your brother raped you. I really want to talk to him about it." And I said no, or I'm not interested. Like, why would you continue to go? Like, Cash. what what glory is there in that story? There is no glory in that story. No, nah. unless it's a rede- unless you're trying to position him in a redemptive. But life. that's Monique's choice. Yeah, it's not she Oprah's was choice. she was the victim, right? And unless she says, okay, I think I might want to reengage with my brother. Yep. And talk to my parents about it, right? Yep. But if if she doesn't pull that trigger. There's yeah, there's yeah, no reason to have like that. that conversation because you don't know what kind of wounds. And I mean, Oprah has experienced molestation, like yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, wasn't she pregnant at like thirteen or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. I just and then you supposed to be she's supposed to be an advocate for women. She made a network just for women. You know what I'm saying? And you do something like this. So so hold on hold on hold on. So hold she's on, a female hold on, justice. Hold on, hold on, no, hold on. No. We, we getting momentum on Oprah right now. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Now. <laughs> Oprah's wrong, oh, right? Is she? Like she, she is hella, she's hella wrong, right? 
But Monique caught all the backlash because perception. Oprah is seen as okay. Well, she can't do nothing wrong. She's always on the right side of the of a issue, and people didn't publicize that. Right. And when you attain a certain amount of power in media, you can sway what gets reported. Because mm-hmm. that definitely wasn't reported. On, it wasn't. It wasn't reported nationally like it should have been. Yeah. Nah. It wasn't. All we heard was Monique saying, uh, "Lee Daniels suck my, yeah. Oprah suck my." And a lot of comedians took issue. Well, I won't say comedians. A lot of celebrities apparently took issues with that. Tyler Perry included. Mm. And Tyler Perry called Monique. Monique put it out on social media. She recorded the conversation. In this conversation, Tyler Perry says, hey, look, I got your back. Just like your friend. Just like on DMs. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know what? Um, I got your back. You're not wrong in anything that you said. If you, you know, if we wronged you, then uh, I'm going to make sure that you get every penny back that you should have gotten. Because Monique did that movie uh, Precious. Yeah. 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 Lee Daniels directed Precious. That's right. Right. Lee Daniels asked her to go promote the movie, but didn't offer to pay her a dime. And mm. she said No. Yeah, which, and she should have said no. Yeah, because everybody else is put to the contract. Everybody that's part, of, that's part of the pay is promotion. Yes. Mm. So that was one thing. So Tyler Perry said he was going to get all that money back for her. That didn't happen, and he didn't come out and say what he was going to say. And she told him, "You know, Tyler, I don't need to talk to you. I need to talk to Medea because I like Medea. <laughs> I <laughs> with Medea. Tyler Perry, you corporate." You you a billionaire, you done changed. Yep. You forgot that you used to sleep on in your car. And that's the thing. Yeah, how easily man. they forget the essential. Yeah. yeah. Like you know where people are. Yeah. And and that's I think the thing Gosh. that hurts me most about that Oprah thing is you've been there. Mm-hmm. You you know those struggles. Like I don't I've been blessed enough that I don't know those struggles, right? But when I do have a friend or in my case, even some family members, I am very careful about how I handle that because I don't know it. And so I want to make sure that I'm not being too pushy or forcing them to open up or anything like that. So, so the fact that like you knew this could have hurt her in the way that it obviously did and you still went along with it to make a dollar. And then Oprah's apology was, you know, when you apologize without apologizing, she said, she said, Monique, if I did anything to offend you, Mm. Man, yeah. Man, no. If that, if, if I'm I, sorry. If you were if, really no, offended, no, no, no. yeah, I, I, I blew it. I blew it. I blew it. I miss. I misquoted. She said, "If you think, oh, shit. I did anything to <laughs> offend. That's what it was." And she chooses her words wisely. Yeah, if you careful. think I yeah. did anything to offend you, how terrible! I apologize. Mm. Well, I'm rock. I mean, so I've never been I, a huge fan of Monique. Yeah. Me neither. But I've never, honestly, I've been listening to Steve Harvey since his morning show started. I think right. I was in. Maybe elementary school, maybe junior high when, when the mm-hmm. show started in L.A. And I remember even as a young girl thinking, this man is a fool. Like, he just, anything for a joke. It he doesn't have to be witty. It doesn't have to be brilliant. He will act like a monkey. And there are clips of him actually wow. <laughs> acting like a monkey. Come on, Steve. To make. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he told you. He, he said. Money over integrity. He Money said, he was, like, he was like, if they willing to pay me enough money he said i will be a damn monkey and i will send y'all this clip oh i remember like yeah that was in one special yes. we talking about uh michael clark Duncan. he's like and how much that page do oh i will put on that suit too 
that 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 and he had a suit on my god it was a lot of suit um, <laughs> a lot of suit <laughs> yo he did he be wearing them overgrown ass suits yeah. it was everywhere yeah. <laughs> it needed a chair of its own <laughs> wow but, but yeah i mean just thinking about him and the fact that like for me dave Chappelle is a brilliant comic oh he's legendary top five, right uh-huh. like yeah, he's, a he's, he's 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 smart he's witty Cat Williams used to be a pretty brilliant comment. He yeah. used to be. Yes. Um, lots of, lots Steve of Harvey is Bottom lazy. Ten. and he I Bottom think, 10? Cat, Cat Williams? Bottom yeah. you 10. Think, you think Cat Williams is a top 10 Have comedian? you seen Pimp Chronicles you, too? I said, that's what I'm saying. Bottom 10, like eight. No, no, eight, no, no, no. Stop. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You about to get roasted. What? Yes. Bottom 10 comedians? Yeah. Who yes. else is down there with him? Mm, there's a lot of people under him. No, you said he was number eight. Yeah. So who else? Is who else? Is, yeah. First of all, he ain't got a top ten in his head right now. Yeah, I don't have a complete <laughs> list. Like, he don't even. Yeah. He just said that. That's why I'm waiting for a response. I'm waiting to hear what he has to say. I mean, so who's I, in your top five? Let's I start there. DL, Dave Chappelle. Whoa, stop. stop. DL Hughley, yeah. mm, Dave yeah, Chappelle yeah, for sure. Man. Bernie Mac. Hold on, absolutely. Yeah, Hold on, DL Hughley's in your top ten. Yeah, you're nuts, bro. Nah, he ain't. He, ain't he was, he he was the weakest high. links on King on Kings of Comedy. Yeah, he was. First of all, you can have Kings of Comedy and not and just X his segment out. He went It'll on be, first because, be good. because Cedric was actually pretty good. Yeah, I was, I was Cedric and Bernie. Bernie, <laughs> Bernie back. Yo, Bernie was it. Chris he Rock. needed to be the anchor because he was everything. Oh no, huh? Bernie was the best. Hold on, he, hold on. He ran anchor for a reason. Wait, they knew. Wait, before we go too deep, do you even know ten comedians? <laughs> Let's. I don't know if I know ten comedians. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna say. Because if I you do. say no, then that makes sense. No, because, I don't. No, okay, I, I cool. don't know ten. Comedians. Okay, so now I'm with you because you wouldn't throw DL Hughley in unless he's just a name. So we're judging names, not content. I don't like this nigga. I don't like this nigga. Hey, you said yeah, it. You I said did it. say it. You said it. You brought. Yeah. You brought the attention yeah, to yourself. I mean, but like, Williams is even. I, I liked his DL's last uh, special. Did what was it called? Um, Crickets. No, no, it was. Oh um, <laughs> no. None of us know. I, I didn't know he had a like, none of us know. It was called uh, Contrarian. Who? Contrarian. Come Never on, seen yeah, it. It's, it. They just put it on uh, Netflix. Oh, yeah. Didn't see it. Come on, um, But I do know I go back and watch Cat's most popular specials often because they are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I'm just saying. I, forgot. You, I wouldn't you, put him in the bottom 10 at all. I think, I think he's an incredibly smart man who brings some... Um, some good light to things that are going on specifically in like uh, DC in politics. I like original Cat Williams. That's what we one and two. About, yeah. yeah. But like, mm. yeah, we said, like we said, Cat was like the shit when he before oh, drugs okay. and whatever else happened to Cat Williams. Uh huh. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, where, where are we? <laughs> you gotta make sure your, your rankings Jesus are right. I'm gonna send you a Christ list later. It. Make sure. Get you okay. right. We gotta revisit this. Like, go ahead. What I we forgot what, what, what we were talking, talking about. about. Um, Monique mm-hmm. did not know that. And then what else? How, oh, you threw how, off. We've been on this for a while now. Uh, we have. Oh, you, Lee Daniels. Um, going asked her to go on tour. She didn't. She didn't go. She got blackballed. Nobody supported her. Oh yeah. Oh, Tyler Perry. It was the Medea thing. Oh. Oh yeah. So. Tyler said she was he was going to support her. Obviously, he did not. Uh, Lee Daniels asked her to to basically tour, and she obviously didn't to promote. And then Oprah basically just Oprahed her. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And that was the end. That was pretty much the end of Monique. My my thing with Monique though uh, is just like my girl. You gotta 
you do gotta find a way to communicate better though like if we can't find if we if we can go back three four years and can't find one interview where you ain't chewing somebody's head off that doesn't say a lot about your communicator skills when you're like because if you're doing that on air what are you doing behind closed doors so don't shoot yourself in the foot by being sometimes you can have the right stand and just do it the wrong way and i think that happened to her and then she also got victimized by people with more influence than her and they just black bought her out the industry yeah i don't know i think that's fair like more balanced because i mean she's not balanced so let me ask you this because do y'all think that with monique it is the whole women's equality it's uh people against the black men because there are a lot definitely playing a lot of other black male comedians there aren't that many female comedians out there but they're playing black people money and even though amy isn't funny she's a woman they're paying her money is it more so that she's being blackballed and she's moving the conversation to something that is a hot button topic? Because that's my issue with her. Because she's saying it's because I'm black. It's because I'm a black woman. That's and, and that's the reason why. And I feel like it, it's, it's more towards you haven't had a big special in yeah. over 10 years. That's what it is. And the perception of you is you're hard to work with. You're always fighting with people on cast. That's but, also- but think about what you're saying right now. You are literally lining up and reading down all of the stereotypes of a black woman that we have to hear in everything that we do. Like mm. we are told that we're too aggressive. Ooh. We are told that we want too much. Mm-hmm. We are told that we're not worth what we're asking for. And so then also think about why mm. is it that there are not a lot of black women comedians who get a big chance at the big stage. Like, I work for a Fortune 12 company, and we have one black woman officer in the entire company. Shit. One. Wow. Surprise, it's the one. It, it, right. <laughs> and you're not going to sit here and tell me that we cannot do the work and that we aren't good at what we do. It's just yeah. that we don't get the opportunity at the main stage very often in life. Mm. Like, And so I, I'm hearing what y'all are saying, but as a black woman on this show with you, I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you right now that I have mm. to fight so much harder to get a seat at the table because I have two things counting against me, mm-hmm. right? White men don't understand my womanhood and they don't understand my blackness. And so there's very little for us to communicate on and connect over. At least white women, well, they're white. At least black men, where well, you're a man. When it comes to black women, they're-, double negative. they're Yes, it's a double mm. negative and there are very few things that you have in common with the people who have the true power at the very top. So- Get what y'all are saying. Yes, she needs to be more balanced. There may have been a better way for her to say what she was saying. But I think you have to be fair and understand that she has a couple extra things against her that her counterparts or not even her counterparts do not. Yeah. Have you seen uh, What Women Want? No, but I need to go support it. it. So, no, no, no. I'm not saying it for that. No, I want to go support it. Yeah, You should. There's actually a scene in that movie, Taraji literally nails the point that you just made Mm -hmm. i think you'll get i think it'll be refreshing to see it okay because she's talking to a white counterpart um that's an executive Mm -hmm. at her job and she's trying to get this position at the table and they she she's signing clients Mm -hmm. it's a sports agency she's bringing people on she's making them a ton of money but she, all her athletes that she's signing are women. Mm, mm -hmm. And so they're holding that against her and trying to put her in this little box. Like she can't get a real, like she can't get a man, a A real real athlete, athlete. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And she literally undresses a guy. 
like the executive on her blackness and her womanness mm-hmm. all in about two minutes. Yeah. And it is amazing. It's, I mean, it's a big deal. I, I have to explain it often, um, even in the role that I'm in now, um, just so that they understand that, you know, like, yeah, we play the game, but we go home that much more exhausted because we have to play different levels of this game. It's mm-hmm. not Ooh. just trying to play with men or it's not just trying to play with white people it's trying to like undress like i literally feel like i take pieces of myself off for five days a week to walk in and do a job and then i get to be my complete self for two days then i have Mm. to take those pieces off again to go and so like i again i understand what you're saying but i just want us to be very fair there are certain there are certain privileges that black women have that black men don't right i can walk by the cops and not really have to worry about getting my ass whooped yeah. Right. And I acknowledge yeah. that privilege. All I ask is that everyone acknowledges their privilege. Like, get it, black man got a hard time in this country. God knows y'all do. But I think it was my ex that used to say, black men make white women feel sexy and white men feel cool. And so you at least get like the level of respect for being a male in this country and for being mm. a black man because. We set the culture here. So, like, when they see yeah, black men, they're like, oh, that's the cool shit. That's what's up. I want mm. one of those. And so, you know, <laughs> so, so I just, I, all I'm saying is, like, understand the privilege and understand that in that industry and in a lot of industries, we lack a lot of privilege because we have that double negative against us. I kind of want to get your take on something. Oh, go ahead, Ave. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting um, Melissa cook because she's cooking right now. She is cooking. Um. So I read something about that, what you just said about black women, especially. So black women are asked to be over aggressive so they can get to the table in corporate America. But then they're asked to not be aggressive when it comes to a relationship with a man Mm. that leads to single black women. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm, That's interesting. And there's been a commentary on that about how, you know, if you want to go grand scheme lynch letters stuff like that about breaking down a black family that the role was to take men out of the take black men out of the house by arresting them Mm -hmm. and keep black women single by elevating them like it's almost like a bait and switch like okay we're gonna elevate you and start bringing you to the table but you gotta work really 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 hard but in a sense you're actually taking pieces of you away that would make you attractive to a male because mm-hmm. what are, what do black men that go to white women say? They're, They're very more submissive. submissive. They're yeah. more submissive. Mm-hmm. So how is it fair to ask a black woman to excel in corporate America by being overly aggressive, but then to submit when she gets home like she has like that's a behavior? How are you supposed to turn that on and off? Yeah, I think so. I think everything that we are seeing in 2019 in the year of our Lord, <laughs> it's all. It's all consequences of what have ha- has happened to us in this country, right? Mm. And it, it didn't start with black men being arrested. It started with us being put on them damn boats and brought over here and stripping away pride mm. from men because they could not protect their families. Their wives were sold off. Their children were sold off. There was nothing they could do when those slave masters went out there and raped their wives and their daughters, right? Like, And imagine... Imagine walking into your house and not being able to protect your baby or your wife, right? Like yeah. from from another person. And so what's really interesting is I think, you know, just evolution has really 
ingrained that that post-traumatic stress in us as a people. And so then you get down to, you know, um, World War II, right? Where men were going off and women had to lead their households and then the war on drugs and yeah. where men were being stripped from their households. Well, now you have this lack of pride, right? So I don't really feel like a man and that's kind of ingrained in me now. And then also, well, women are handling everything anyway and I'm not there, I'm in prison, and so black women have did what black women have always done. We stepped up and we took care of families, Facts. right? Mm-hmm. We raised kids. We we did what we had to do because there was no one else there to do it. Right. Period. So that gets passed down from generation to generation, right? I was raised by a grandmother who was crazy strong, right? Like it just, sometimes I look at her and I'm just like, like... How? How is yeah. like all that strength packed up in this little five foot two thing? It's just <laughs> incredible. Um, and, you know, I, I think the shift will come when black men start really taking their places back where you were always supposed to be, right? Like leading, headed household. And I think that comes with stripping away a lot of the foolishness that we just talked about. Like, you don't need to be buying Jordans. Like, period. Yeah. <laughs> right? Focus on your future. Focus on building so that you can have a strong, stable, you know, solid base to raise a family on. And then I think it becomes easier for women like me to kick ass in corporate America and go home and let somebody else lead. Mm. It becomes easier when there's actually someone there that you can trust and you know he got it. Mm. he's got it. I don't, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to go behind his back and make sure the mortgage is paid. Mm. It's cool. And I think, I think that like you guys stepping up would actually help us to lean back. Facts. Period. Cause right now I gotta be forefront. (laughs) I gotta be at the front. I have to, and not just in my house. Right. Like I, I have my own household, but also my family back in LA. Like Mm. my uncles, no, my cousins, they're not going to do it. <laughs> and so when it came down to who was the next lead of the family, my grandmother handed me the keys. Mm. And, and I didn't want that responsibility, but she knew someone was going to have to take it on. And sadly, right. nobody, else, nobody yeah. else was there to do it. And so, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, I can't lie. I got to run shit all day at 208 South Africa. If I could mm. go home and not have to make hard decisions and like worry about too much i would like be in heaven i'm telling you if i could go home and just chill but a lot of times we don't have that luxury right. you gotta be on all the time and right. i think that's where a lot of these extra that's stressors come fair. from yeah. yes like you i mean i i think i told you like mm-hmm. i got sick before i went to europe like right. got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis of all things at 30 years old and they said it was because of stress they're like you have so much going on that like your stomach literally started to eat itself. Damn. What? <laughs> what? Right? And so like we just have to start taking better care of each other. I really do think so. Like I, you know, I I just want to see the day where we look out for each other the way it was always meant to be and the way it was supposed to be because I right. think it helps everybody. Right. It helps us build stronger families. You know, these kids have a stronger base. Um, and then maybe we get rid of all of the foolishness. Yeah. Right? That's good. That. All right. I know it's getting late. I know you probably got stuff to do. No, don't act like I'm she, the only one. Y'all got photo <laughs> shoots too. <laughs> really, really? Hey, she did peep that watch though like three yeah. times. Yeah. 
really quick before we bounce out of here, I, I want to get into your blog. So you've been having this blog. I want you to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So how? Because you you've been having this for a while. Yeah. So um. So I started the blog in 2015, late 2015. Um after I graduated from SMU from business school. And originally, um, the blog was about, you know, paying off debt because um, I came out with a six-figure student loan. Shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> SMU didn't no, come That's more you. normal um, than you think. And so um, it started off as that. And what was really interesting is the very first post I did, like, it just kind of blew up. Like, I remember posting it. I went to bed, woke up, and my phone was just, like, going crazy. And I was mm. like, oh, people mm. really like this. That's kind of cool. Um, and so... You know, I continued to post about, you know, financial literacy, things like that. And then what I noticed is just as things happened in the world around me, like I felt a tug to write about those things, too. And so mm-hmm. then it kind of turned into like some cultural things, some political things. Um, and so I ended up changing the focus of the blog to more so um, like cultural, social, political um um, topics here in America and from the perspective of a black woman. Right. right? And so... Just like it's it's been doing really well. Avery has been incredibly supportive since day one, um, and so it's called Dollar Fifteen, and I named it after Tupac. Um, trying to make a dollar, <laughs> just because I feel like you know that's always just kind of been the story of my life. Just trying to make it with what I have. You know what I mean? And so, um, so yeah, it did really well. So I, the blog actually won me an international fellowship. That's why I was in Europe. And, um, nice. And when did I go to Europe? In October. And so it was really cool. I got to go to Belgium, um, Germany, Italy, Bulgaria, and France. And, you know, just wrote about my experience over there as a black woman and kind of paralleled and contrasted some of their social and economical and and political issues to what we're experiencing over here. And then I was actually invited um, to go back to Ukraine in March. Um, so they are having their presidential election. It's like the first time that a lot of people who have kind of been shitted on their whole lives get to vote in the presidential election. So I'll spend a lot of time with first-time voters, specifically those who are, like, are kind of on the lower scale of um, the economic you know, poll or whatever. And uh, again, just talk about it from my perspective, right? Put my lens and my glasses on it. So like the blog has just opened up a lot of opportunities, man. And I never, like, I love to read. I've always enjoyed words. Um, but I studied engineering undergrad and got a business oh, degree. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so I never thought that, like, my writing and my love for writing would come back around. And then um, mm. even with AT&T, like, now I'm in a role where I actually write for the executives. And so it's That's just dope. all kind of coming together. And I'm just kind of hoping that, um, you know, at some point, like, this gift that I have, like, allows me to just encourage people and do something really good in the world so that's uh that's it so yeah dollar 15.com d-o-l-l-a-r 15.com um read it comment you know tell me you hate it argue with me whatever <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> whatever mad. it is that you do just as long go. As you read it. <laughs> i'm a little mad as long as do some reading abe yeah. should have opened with that Huh? Well, in your introduction, <laughs> you should have opened up. Oh, no, because no, everything just came full circle for me when she said dollar fifteen. Because you put me on that. I remember you told me about that. He shares it a lot. Yeah. 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 So, um, Dang. So, yeah. That's it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm actually, I want to use a clip from our session here at some point. Yeah, knock it to right? yeah. yeah, for sure. So, um, so yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, <laughs> man. Really cool. I appreciate you being in. Where can, where can people find you? 
No. Where can they find me? Yeah. <laughs> <Shit>. At work. <laughs> can, can, can people Cold find you? Yeah, yeah. In, in another <laughs> country. Like, Are you available? Right. right. Belgium. Um, yeah, just, just hit me. Um, so, of course, dollar15.com. You can email me or um, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. It's um, Black Girl Fly, but it's not really spelled Black Girl Fly. It's B-L-K-G-Y-R-L-F-L-Y. Of course it is. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. It's spelled Black. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get that Black Girl. So, um, so yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me. Like I've, I, I was just thrilled when you all started the podcast mm. because me and Avery have been talking about just doing stuff to to help people that look like us, right? But doing mm-hmm. it in a way that that fits our personalities right. and using our gifts. So I'll for really, sure, yeah, appreciate what you guys are doing here. It's just real That's cool. What's up. Yeah, man, we appreciate you coming. Yeah. 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 Appreciate I'm you glad coming. it finally worked out. Like it's been right. months. Yes, like <laughs> we, maybe we do, a year. We do need to get you back on. Though. No, seriously, oh, yeah. like, I, definitely. I, Whenever um, you get time. No, we can we can talk. There there are a couple people who I think I was supposed to bring with me the last time we were trying to set up. Mm-hmm. And they both have really interesting perspectives on just corporate America, but from different avenues and prospects. And so, um, so yeah, make it a party. Yeah, hey, make it a party. definitely. All right, let's get up out of here, man. There's nothing else, man. Uh, hit us up, Speak Between Lines, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, check out our merch, bit.ly forward slash SBTL store. you find all of our shit. Nothing else, man. It's King A signing off. This is J Rock. Young Rez. Speak Between the Lines. We are out of here.